Hello, Panther fans. Howdy. Hello. Howdy. And welcome to another edition of the Hell Podcast. And I'm pretty sure, 99.8% sure, that this is our 80th episode today. <laughs> I'm calling it the sunburn episode. Oh, oh my gosh. I've been taking fluids all day. Uh, <laughs> we're going to seven on seven yesterday. My face is purple. Yeah, Allison, I came home and she's like, "Why is your face purple?" Yeah, yeah, Doug, you look a little burnt. Oh my there. I was gonna tell you. And Ooh. before we get started here, I just want to say that this episode of the Hell Podcast is presented by our glorious sponsors, which would be Bruce Walters Ford. Where if you go buy a new Kia, you get free oil changes for the duration of the vehicle, which means you get it for life. For life. So go visit Bruce Walters. Our next sponsor is Faith Pharmacy. Faith Pharmacy, uh, do you need some ace bandages? Do you need some dipping dots? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. (laughs) Pocket knife. Do you need some good novelty items? Or good advice on your medication. Or good advice on your medication. Just get a prescription refilled. Then you go to Faith Pharmacy. Good local owned business. Bub, go ahead, take it. Okay, uh, if you're interested in going to Faith Pharmacy, they're located behind the baseball field at Pikeville High School in the uh, Adams Plaza. Uh, you can call them at 509-6337 or 509-MEDS. They have free mm-hmm. delivery in around the greater Pikeville area. Also, I kind of want to give a shout see Christy and the gang. A little shout out to Kyle, Dr. Kyle Bo right next to him. He's not a sponsor yet. I'm yeah. sure he will be. But uh, a past PHS Panther, alum. PHS alum, alum. who uh, he had a very successful practice in Florida. Yeah. Now relocated back to Pikeville. He wanted to raise kids here. Yeah. And I, they I live, saw Kyle yeah. over there a couple of times he, and have got a chance to talk. Yeah, he lives right down the street here. And uh, I'll tell you what, people, you need a pediatrician. He's a good one. And he's one of those guys, if you call him at 11 o'clock at night, oh, I've got him. He'll bring you in. I've seen it three or four times already. He's a good guy. And, uh, you know, I'll stamp that, you know, approval. Uh, did you say his specialty? Uh, is he just like a he's pediatrician? Pediatrician. pediatrician. Just, okay. Just yeah, he's a kid okay. Doctor. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you got a kid, hey, he's probably a good he's one. Can't to miss, can't yeah. miss. Do you have a kid? Do you have a child? <laughs> Do you have a sick kid? <laughs> All right, and then our next sponsor is our next door neighbor, who's in Florida right now. But you know, we still love you, Rhino. Rhino, yeah, he's Rhino. not over there, dudes. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, yeah, court, really court, yeah. court has to go over there and feed his dogs every day. <laughs> but for Ryan McCoy, James Pennington. And the CEO, Mark Edwards, at First Guard Fence, uh, you know, those guys do an awesome job. Just come over here and look at Doug's fence. I'll tell you, every single week, it's an awesome fence. We love it. And it looks good, and they do a great job over there. If you can't tell by the jobs that they do for the Lexington Legends and everybody around this area and from Lexington, wherever they got their business at, and they got an awesome logo. And they, they actually have a logo that says, Sponsoring the Hell Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, man, you know, they, they believe in us and they actually came and their, to us. Their participation is going to be ramped up as, as yeah. the off season goes on. A, a lot of the sponsors. Yeah. Will. I got I to yeah. get up with uh, yeah. I got to get up with them tonight, actually. I'm going to text JP. We're yeah. going to hear more from them, more deals going on. Also, they're going to do some really cool things for these kids. Yeah. Absolutely. So, thank you to First Guard Fence. And then, last but certainly not least, would be City Tire and Mr. Jeff Coleman. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Hey, do a great job over there at City Tire, man. They do. I haven't heard anything bad 
about any vehicle getting worked on over at City Tire. Hey, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody's got anything bad to say about Jeff Coleman. Yeah. If they do it around me, they're going to have an awful hard time making court good on the top. Yeah, real good guy. Yeah, so Jeff, and, Jeff's a great dude, and, and he helps this program so much. Yeah, in in a lot of ways, that a lot of people don't know. Very professional dude. Very professional. Treat you right. Do what you. He'll joke around with you. <laughs> we yeah. all know that, but you know he does an awesome job. Well, let let me tell does. you this story about Jeff and Melvin Coleman. Okay, a couple weeks ago, Corbin's or well, about a month ago now, Corbin's truck wouldn't start. Okay, and I thought it was his battery. So I texted Melanie, or called Melanie down there at City Tire, and told her, I said, you know, I think Corbin's batteries went dead. And she said, well, said, uh, I said, I'm going to try to jump it off and try to break it down there. Well, we, we got it working, and it was fine after that. And I forgot to call them back and tell them I wasn't coming down. Melanie texts me about, or Jeff texts <laughs> me about 4 o'clock and says, where are you at? <laughs> and I said, I said, oh shoot, Jeff, I'm sorry, dude. I said, I, I you know, my, my, we got, we got the truck going. He said, you had Melanie worried to death. She thought she's broke down side of the road somewhere. <laughs> you know, so it, you very, very seldom do you get any type of business, and that, you only get that from local yeah. business. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I could call Jeff right now and be like, hey man, I need, to, okay, yeah. I'll meet you down. The I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, you only get that from local businesses, and we've you been do. preaching about local businesses. You know, Walmart would just let you die. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there's just our Walmart is so big. Well, there goes our Walmart. <laughs> I wasn't waiting by the phone. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I on my breath. Man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. But yeah, well, I mean, but we anyway, pretty much. That, know. That's that's just the uh, the example of of just how caring these people are. Yeah. They, they care about you know their customers. They care about people that they want to you know the, mm-hmm. the, that they help and things like that. So. Uh, you know, definitely you guys go down and, and, and give them all the business that you can, if you can, because, you know, everybody's hurting right now with, with your small businesses. Still are. Yeah, Still are, and, this, and this whole yeah. thing, as bad as we hate to say, is looking oh, like... even speaking into yeah. existence Yeah, right so, all right, uh, but remember, shop local. And get vaccinated for crying out loud. Shop guys, local. it is not a political conspiracy. No, we can't even balance a budget. Nobody's tracking you. Go get a vaccination. Uh, I, I, I got vaccinated back in February. Yeah. I have no inklings or, or anything to vote yeah. Democrat. So I promise I, you, yeah, yeah. It's, there's no conspiracy to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did in January. And guys, I even got a blood test done. Dr. Reed got, yeah. did a spike protein test, still working. And I'm seven or eight months out. So that's good. All right. I hey. she's going to say he's eight months pregnant. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's hope not. <laughs> All right. That would um, be bad. That would be all bad. right. So I did the sponsorships first. Now I'm going to introduce everybody. <laughs> I am J.R. Robinson. I don't already know who we yeah, are. Yeah, I'm J.R. Robinson, Pikeville High School Class of 2010. Your host, over to the right, is the King of TP, a.k.a. Lightning, a.k.a. My Idiot Brother, a.k.a. Daryl's Right Hand Man, which did you call in last night, dude? Did uh, you? No, did, I did not. I, yeah, or the I, other I was, night. I was busy looking for my phone last night. Oh, yeah, he left his phone on top of somebody's car, and then, you know. Oh, it, man. No, I found it. It wasn't on top of the car. It was it was hidden in the car. Oh, it was hidden in, my, in, in my uncle's car. But if you don't know that voice, that is Heath Robinson, Pikeville High School, class of 1995. And over across the table, he's got his brand new metal detector that, man, if that, there is nothing that thing won't do. I think he flew to the moon last night on that thing. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I can answer phones on it. <laughs> I, for real. Like, charge, I can answer charge phones. It. You charge your phone? 
I can do anything. That thing will, it's like ground penetrating radar. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> the metal detecting wizard with his new metal detector. The the master of cheese. Next time you go to the ocean, you'll pick up like Russian slugs. Yeah. Or something yeah. like the master of cheese. The owner of the Prespice Porch and the Honeycomb Hideout, and also our Hall of Famer, Mr. Douglas Powers, Pikeville High School class of 1997. Just a little more sunburned than normal. Uh, yes. And guys, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, we just did an interview yeah. with a legend at Pikeville, uh, not only playing, but his coaching days and all that. He has two sons that are state champions. Mr. Barry Birchfield stopped by today. Yeah, stay tuned at the yeah. end of the show here for, for that interview. It, it was a good one. It really it was, was hard really... to get. We had to talk to his agent and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, it's, been, yeah, like, it's, it's really hard. You know, we, we were kind of pressed for time because he's, you know, so busy being the mayor of Zebulon and all. It's 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 hard to, you know, I mean, J.C. Penny, you know, J.C. Penny's in the mall is coming in over in Zebulon, and he's got to get <laughs> Oh, did I say that out loud? I think I gave it <laughs> yeah, for, well. for real, though, I love getting guys like that on. Yeah. Because, like, whether it's him or Robbie or Trey, those guys, man, those are people that built what we have now. Yep. Or help build, you yeah. know, and, and that that's awesome that they come on and want to share their story. We uh, really guys, wanted to get This a might lot. be my last episode as a free man because I accidentally tore this thing off of my bike chair, and it says under penalty of law, this tag is not to be removed, so, except, yeah, so I, I, I think I'm going to prison. Yeah, well, congratulations, bub, man. I'm now sorry. Doug's the one that's going to call you, because it's his chair. Good job. Well, what? What we have they? a long history with chairs in here. Yeah, oh, we do. Yeah, I broke his other one. I'm sorry. <laughs> you broke one. Now you ripped the do not rip under penalty of law sticker off of it. Rules don't apply to him. No, it doesn't. He does. He shows up late because he's too rock and roll. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's just all part of the image. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. All right, let's go to shout outs before Doug uh, and me freak out. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Doug. Okay. Uh, shout out to two people. One well, entities. EKU, number one. They just ran an awesome seven-on-seven, seven, okay, with some of the best programs in the state of Kentucky. Uh, I got to see Freddie Douglas, seven-on-seven. Seven. I got to see Pikeville. I got to see Raceland. I got to see a lot of people. Uh, and they did it awesome. If you've never been to their intramural fields, they've got 12 football fields out there. Some of them turf. I mean, they do a good job. A lot of the EKU football players score and ref the games. So a lot of those guys are from Eastern Kentucky, and they're interacting with our players. It's just a cool environment. Uh, well, I don't mean cool in that way. It was like 95 degrees. Yeah, yeah. It was hot. Luckily, me and Shane Hensley found the only shade on the whole premises and kind of watched from there, and I'm still this sunburned. But uh, the second shout-out is to this lady from Bourbon County who I'm in line that's like 30 minutes long for a Kona ice, like one of those big ice, icies. Yeah. And uh, I get up and I hand her a 20. I'm like, give me your big, you got a 60 ounce yeah. icy? Because that's what I want. And uh, she's like, no, but uh, I also don't have change for a 20. And I'm like, I, the disappointment was just palpable. You, you could, She could feel it in my voice. Mm -hmm. And the lady behind me could obviously feel it in my voice. Yeah. She's like, sir, I'm going to buy you a Kona ice because you look like you need one. And I'm like, honey, I bet I do. I, I, I was like, I'm one step. I'm five minutes away from needing an IV. It, it was bad. And uh, You saw Elvis in the field. Yeah, it was bad. I, was, I started getting a little dizzy. Even yeah. Robbie Wright was like, hey, man, take my chair. You look a little <laughs> yeah. off. I was like, Whew. it was bad, man. And anyway, 
So she bought me one. I bought her kid one later, so it worked out. But God bless her. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know how much suffering and sacrifice we do. We sacrifice <gasps> our bodies still to this day. Even though our playing days have yeah. been over for many years, we still sacrifice our bodies. To this I day. didn't even have a kid out there catching passes when I was out there yeah. just rooting the Panthers on. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I just bleed maroon. I can't help We it. love you, yeah. Doug. We love you, Doug. Gosh. Uh, I'll go next so I can get mine out of the way here. Uh, would be to Dustin Boyd for our amazing theme music and our logo. Thank you, Dustin. If you are an aspiring rapper in or around these areas, or ever, wherever, could be from Philadelphia, could be from Georgia, could be from anywhere. Could be our one listener from Honduras. Could be from Honduras. Or the, Nether- the, the Netherlands. Or the Netherlands, you know. You could be that. If you need some music for uh, your highlight video or your YouTube video, go check out Dustin Boyd. He does an awesome job over there. And what he does uh, for making beats and stuff like that. We love you, Dustin. We do love you, and he's very creative. So thank you, Dustin. You can check him out at Debo underscore 606 on Instagram or just hit up Dustin Boyd on Facebook. Should be easy to find. We love you, Dustin, and uh, thank you for all you do for the Hell Podcast. Uh, Next, I want to give a special shout-out to Pikeville High School. The reason I want to do that is because, man, everybody in that school has absolutely been so supportive of us. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there could be some people over there that's like, well, you know, these guys, they really don't, you know, it's just a little fun, little side project. No. They're putting our stickers on their cars. They're putting, you know, they're they're putting our name out there. They know who we are, and they're spreading the word of mouth so we can get bigger and yeah, grow this for these we're kids. We're in the process, possibly looking into ordering some more stickers. If you would be interested in possibly buying a sticker, if you're listening to this, contact Mayor Jr. Or Doug and let us know. And and we're trying to, you know, do a little feeler to see if we could possibly do pretty good about selling these things. Yeah. So I mean, we're trying to do this, and and hey, whatever we do. We're putting it towards the podcast to make sure that we uh, are ready to go for these kids, you know. And uh, we <laughs> sorry, 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 something funny happened. But uh, hey, was supposed to get me a water and he didn't get me one. Yeah, he's trying but, to kill me. But uh, hey, you know, thank you to our fans. You know, also another we'll special shout out. Uh, another special shout out to Brandy Joe Howard. Who just signed on with uh, Wolf County? Wolf County. Yeah, I, I know. I didn't want her to leave because she yeah. she was doing a great job over here with our softball girls. But you know, I understand Wolf County's closer to her hometown, and in McGoffin County, and yeah. you know, she made that decision for her. Yeah, we we, yeah. we definitely wish Coach Howard all the best, and uh, you know, hope wish. And dude, I didn't realize, you know, uh, due to my own ignorance that uh you know how much of a softball tradition that that wolf county is so you know she's coming over there to a place that, that's that's used to winning in girl softball so yeah man, yeah best of luck to her only people live in wolf county are cops man <laughs> <laughs> yeah every, yeah yeah uh, uh who who else been pulled over in wolf county raise your hand yeah uh, I think uh, everybody has. they tried to run me through the legal system for yeah. a speeding ticket once hey man hey but 
you know, we're going to miss her, but I'm pretty sure that uh, we, we trust everybody over at Pikeville to get her a replacement, and they've yeah. got a heck of a group to take over for them. Yeah, now, now they're going to start pulling us over more to pay her salary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, Do we have a new coach? I'm sorry. I, I, I had to we have not Ethel announced. Water. Uh, yeah, I know, because you're, you know, you're. Is it a sparkling water, Doug? It, no. It, Does it, it have those little no, limes no. in it? It's have little, how many times do I have to tell you? Flat that? water. <laughs> but, uh, but, hey, listen, whoever we pick, whoever, if you're out there and you yeah. want to coach softball, you're going into uh, a good I, I situation. I think there's already some names in the mix, yeah. if I'm guessing, but because we have a team that's going to be awesome next year. We literally lose no one. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be good. Yeah. And, you know, I know we got uh, we got beat by Johnson Central there at the end, but daggone it. Johnson Central's full senior. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But, you know, that's a and young one group. of Pikeville's best players. Yeah. And you've got two or three girls on that team that were like what first or second team oh, all yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, Kelsey Adams, uh, Lady K, Lady, Lady K, K, you know, and, and others. Uh, yeah. It, it, those are just the first two names to pop, but uh, they they have a solid squad. They're gonna Absolutely. be ready next year. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we're our best wishes go to her, but uh, we're gonna move on now, Bub. Um. My shout-out goes to a former Panther alum and a Panther state championship mama in uh, Shelly Tinsley. Um, a lot of y'all have seen on Facebook, they do every year for the last few years, they've done what's called the Moms of Fall, where they have the moms out there that uh, uh, take pictures with the senior football players, and and uh, it, that's really neat. So, uh, you know, Shelly done, done it this year and done a really good job, and Jenny's already thinking about what she's going to do to embarrass Corbin next year, so uh, we're all looking forward to that. So, uh, big thanks to Shelly Tinsley for, you know, continuing to yeah. contribute to this program. Yeah. Okay. Panther's a panther. Absolutely. 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 And, uh, you know, me and, me and uh, Charlie, her husband, got to be really good friends. A great when, guy. When they come down here. Great guy. You can't ask for any better person. But they're they're a great family, yeah. Yeah. really. Love yeah. them all dearly. And... Uh, you know, trying to keep Shelly out of whooping somebody at the uh, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere we went, so Shelly's about to whoop somebody. Now I'm kidding, Shelly, but uh, you know, big big thanks to her and and uh, for all the Panther Mamas out there for all that they do. And you know, a lot of us dads, you know, we think it's all about us when our our kids and let's wait, just, it's not all about us. Let's just be honest. I mean, <laughs> we're out there living vicariously through our children. I know people say you're not supposed to do that, but you do. You can't help it. You know, whether they're playing football or whether they're playing in a band or whether they're, you know, ice fishing, you're living vicariously through your children. And so for the moms, because the mamas are usually the ones that are over worried to death and hoping and praying that, that their boys don't get killed, uh, you know, on Friday nights. So, you know, for them to get recognized, that's, that's a really cool thing, and I'm glad they do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good call. We should do that every year. Absolutely. But I really liked our family pictures of, uh, of everyone. The I'd moms, dads, brothers, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be able to do that again, just not in the summertime. Because here I am, they, the last picture I've got, which is my screensaver on my phone, you know, I'm soaked in sweat, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like 117 degrees. And those things right. tend to not move smoothly. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, uh uh, you know, it, uh, it, maybe we could do it in like October this year. <laughs> that would be nice after we win a state title. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. Be awesome. well, that'd be great. That would be in December, and it would be freezing. Family sweatshirts. I, I, I dress in yeah. I dress yeah. in hoodies. Just go in the gym and take it. Heck yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We got a lot of business to, to uh, attend to. Hey guys, Lots. you know what we haven't done? 
we haven't really got a chance besides with our guests to really talk about what we've seen from practice and all that stuff. We touched it a little bit last week, but we didn't really get it. Yeah. Well, offensively, I have a lot to update on Yeah, from seeing 7 on 7. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of info today. Yeah. Well, Doug, go ahead. Doug, okay. you're well, first up. I'll tell you what. So okay. we get up. It's a good thing we're not on camera right now because yeah. Doug right now, his shirt is like three quarters off. Well, I didn't want to take it off because last time it threw Heath off. Really <laughs> and I don't want to do that. But it is nine thousand. Uh oh, Heath has taken his shirt off for the first time on the Hail Podcast, you know and now Jr. is. Yep, yep. Let's go, guys. So we're going shirtless. Yeah, we're yes. going shirtless. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to jump in the pool after we're done. Oh, it's the first thing I'm doing. Oh. I told you, it feels like it's glorious to take the shirt off. Yeah, I know. It's better. awesome. I think I'm going to go jump in the pool. It's actually right. kind of liberating. I know. Yeah. I told you guys. Yeah. Don't mind us, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> ah. right. Oh, this looks really weird. I'm really not. Uh, it's okay. First, first question when I go in there, why are you guys out there with your shirts off? This is our first topless show. Eh? Yeah, topless. yeah. Okay, so. Thank God there's not cameras. Anybody okay. got any singles? Back. <laughs> oh, God. Jay. Back. Okay. Back to business. Though. Okay. Because I'm serious, man. I was impressed. Uh, and, and, and for a couple different reasons, some intangible that you guys are going to like. Okay, um, we, we get up at seven o'clock in the morning, right? Me and Shane go up there to watch, you know. Um, and I'm telling you, uh, it, it was a solid performance. You know, we played Corbin first, we played uh, Madison Southern second, and St. X third. We didn't play Raceland, uh, no, we did not. They were they there, were, they were in a different pool, and uh, yeah, so basically, you had that. okay, so here's how this is laid out you had 12 pools of like eight teams. Okay, six teams in each pool. The winner, you know, then at, after pool play, you play three or four teams. Then after pool play, there's an hour break and the kids eat lunch, like box lunches. Then coaches have a meeting and then they, they seed a tournament, yeah. if you will. Bracket play. All right. And uh, so in the bracket, we played. We played Corbin first, right? We, we played Corbin first in our pool play, and we did very well against him. Yeah. Uh, well, of course I'm, you're going to go yeah. do well against Corbin. I mean, well, the, poor, the you, poor kid, there's just one of him out there. And he can't well, <laughs> no, I, I think Corbin's going to have a really good year. That Longmire kid is good. Okay? Oh, I UK, understand that. He's a U.K. commit, and he's good. But, I thought he was already there, though. Yeah. That was just – I thought he graduated. Yeah, I thought he, he was might already be. there. Oh, this, yeah. Okay. Well, they have a similar player. Yeah, I thought that was. I thought he was a junior. I thought he was going to be. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying our team played extremely well. Yeah. Um, I liked our precision. Um, you know, I, I worried a little bit. I'm just going to be honest. You know, Isaac had to get his shoulder, you know, repaired a little bit in the offseason. His non-throwing. Shoulder. Yeah, non-throwing. Yeah. But, but, but still, sometimes, that matters, you know, you know throws, of, throws some things through. off. It, it, yeah. It Quarterback is a finesse position. Yeah. And when you get a hitch in your throw or little thing, he looked good. Okay. Good. Matter good. of fact, he looked better than ever. Okay. Uh, decision making's a little slower, but you know, coming out into the summer in ninety eight degrees and you're seven on seven is not football. Okay. No. Seven on seven is a drill. Yeah. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Though? All right. My teams when I played yeah. Dark Ages, we all and they know. were awesome at seven on seven. In seven on seven, yeah. we got beat. One time, and we yeah. played every single day. Interesting, because usually the teams that are awesome at seven on seven absolutely suck when they put pads on. That's what I'm saying. Full, and then we went on. five and five, and then got beat by Harlan. So I mean, <laughs> just... well, there's just nobody to tell. And and honestly, here's why, guys. And if you're out there and you've never seen seven on seven, 
It's purely just linebackers and defensive backs going against wide receivers and running backs, but they're not running the ball, they're catching passes. Yeah. Okay, it's purely pass game. Now, where we have a spread offense, it's very important, it's critical to Pikeville that we do that because you teach wide receivers how, you know, the plays, the younger guys the plays. You get to know the playbook, you get to know the audibles a little bit, you get to know, you, you get a rhythm. That's where your rhythm starts. And as a quarterback and a wide receiver, rhythm is important. Yeah. Okay, but once you get pads on, the game changes. Absolutely. Okay. These guys, like seven on seven, I saw teams that were very small but quick. And, of course, they run across the middle in seven on seven. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to get their head knocked off. Yeah. Yeah. In a game, those guys ain't running across the middle. Yeah. Okay. And it's just different. Okay. But uh, in no way does it equate whether you're going to have a good or bad year. It just helps your timing. Yeah, it yeah, does. It, it helps does. your timing, your throwing. Really, it's for quarterbacks, I think, and, and, yeah. and wide receivers. It's like scrimmages. It's like what you say above, you know, about scrimmage games. You well, know, it's flag football. It's never as good as you think it is, but it's yeah. never as bad as and you so, think and, and to give people an idea, you go from 40, uh, 30 yards out, yeah. okay? You start at the 30. You go, You get a first down at the 15, Yeah. okay? So you get four plays to get to the 15. Yeah. Then you get four plays to score. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's hard. It, it's more geared for offenses. As a defense, it's extremely hard to defend. Absolutely. Because you have you five receivers going up against uh, some linebackers. So, as a quarterback, I used to always do this. Find that linebacker that's covering my slot, yeah. and I'm throwing to him every time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is there, Doug, is there like, I, I remember Coach Howard, Ben Howard, whenever he was coaching, Saying that there were actually formations and seven on seven that yeah. you would never use oh, in a real never, game. You, yeah, yeah, that you you're would never, never use in a real game, guys. and 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 that it could actually couldn't even work. You're not. You're never. Yeah. Now here's the difference. There's two types of teams and coaches really. Okay, yeah. Coach Mack doesn't really do this. He works on our stuff. Yeah. And the, what we're gonna run during the year, and it's for the betterment of our team. Yeah. Okay. Other coaches will put in stuff just for seven on seven because they want to try and win. That's stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's not really making your team better. You're not going to run those plays in the future. All you're doing is wasting reps, okay, on there plays were, you're not going to run. There were some programs in this area that I really do think took 7-on-7 seven seven more serious than mm-hmm. they did back in football. I really, truly believe that. Because well. they knew they weren't going to yeah. make a deep playoff run or weren't going to win a lot of games, so that was their sense of pride. Yeah. Uh, now, I disagree with that. I would rather run my own stuff. Uh, whether I lost or not, because it's practice right now. Yeah. And you're trying to make your team better. But <clears throat> I'll tell you guys, we looked really good. Uh, you know, we, we that first game against Corbin, we looked very crisp. Uh, now, and, and you have to understand, you'll play a game, then you'll sit there an hour. Ugh. Then you'll play another game. Then you might sit there an hour and a half, okay, then play another game. So you're warming up four to five times. And you're playing four and five times, but with breaks in between, yeah, it's extremely hard to keep a mental edge. All right, Doug, let's uh, let's talk about some of the players okay. that really stuck out to you. Okay, to me, and and you know, I, I'll tell you, I'm excited for our offense this year. I think Steve Johnson is is definitely the guy. He's hitting his stride, and he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he does. He does, and those players do. Yeah, they were not excited about how the, the year ended last year. Okay? No one no one in the right and, mind would be. And I think Steve has been in the lab all winter just thinking up ways to well, scorch let, people. Let's just be honest on the show. Steve is the one 
out in the community that face the most criticism. Yeah, he does. Last, he does. Last year, he now. sure has. I, yeah. I'm not saying it's deserved. I'm just no. saying I'm just state, stating facts. I can't speak for Steve, and we love Steve. Yeah, on yeah. Show. Steve's a friend. I, and 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 just for backstory, I actually went to Marshall with Steve. Yeah, and he awesome played dude. there I right love, around. I the, love Steve Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Right there. around the time I got hurt there, he he was he transferred from Ohio, and his best friend was my roommate, and we were always just really close. But um, and he knows his football. He knows his football. He knows what he's doing. He knows, and more importantly, he knows his personnel. Yeah. Okay. And let me tell you something, guys. You, something we ain't thought about. Mm-hmm. Think about, and we've we maybe mentioned it. Think about what we do the year after a bad loss. We usually have. Oh, a, 2014, 2015, year. hunter and hunter, 2000, uh, 2018. Well, actually, if you want to go before that, 2016, yeah. bad loss, so, 2017. JR. Then, yeah, 18, 19. When you have a bad year like that, yeah, I don't. and, and you're like number one preseason, whatever. Yeah. Th- those preseason polls, I don't even care. Yeah. Okay, I don't think they will either. I don't think they care. I think that they have a point to prove. Yeah. And I think they the only thing that's going to do it is to win a state title. Yeah. And these guys, I don't think they're paying attention to that from the work I'm seeing be put in. Uh it was an impressive day offensively. All right, so uh, so, so some of the players. Some of the players. So right off the bat, Grant Scott caught my eye initially. Yeah. The potential for that kid is through the roof. I've already so got a nickname for him, I, but I'm not giving it to him yet. Seam, it's like a seam buster me too. type tight end. Yeah, okay, here's the deal. For a high school player, he could be a great tight end. Yeah. And we can split him out. He did both. So he, he's, he's got. The, he's, has he got yeah. faster? Yes, he's faster. Um, <clears throat> right now, I would think the the one way I would improve is foot quickness. Yeah, but he can play wide receiver. And here's the deal: he has very soft hands. Okay, yeah. he's a matchup. Nightmare. Yeah, he's a matchup. Really now, that's the bottom line, Heath. You, you can't put a linebacker on him because he's going to smoke him like a Travis Kelsey. Yeah, type and you dude. can't yeah. put a DB on him because yeah. he's just bigger and yeah, he can post just, up. Yeah, he's yeah. just going to, you know. Dominate. Man, yeah. I wanted to see him so bad last year yeah, in our he, offense, but he, he got had, hurt. Yeah, you know? he's been injured, and he has injury bugs. You know, that yeah. happens. You can't help that. Always, uh, I'll tell you, uh, yeah. he looks stronger, bigger, faster, and he's catching the ball extremely well. And if we if we don't call your name in this, no. it doesn't mean that you're not no, a good no, no. player or you're not going to have and I'm, I, I, I've got I have several. That's just the first one I'm yeah. throwing out there um, because he, just, he was targeted a few times. He's getting yeah. open, and it's partly because – He's coming from that tight end slot area, yeah, and and he's got a linebacker on it. That's a mismatch. It's, it's always, a like he said, it's a mismatch nightmare. People, but, we always yeah. give Doug a rough time about stuff, but let me tell you something. Whenever it comes to X's and O's, Doug's our guy. Yeah, so we yeah. listen to Doug. That's why we tell him, "Hey, give us your input." Well, you know? I, I thank you, I, but you know, I, for I real, say that. I'm <laughs> just saying. No, <laughs> offensively, I, yeah. I feel like I can make that judgment, but. Again, I'm not. I'm not these coaches. They they have an intimate knowledge of these people. Okay, I just watch a few practices sometimes yeah. and watch a seven on seven. And again, I put an asterisk by this. This is seven on seven. It's seven on seven. This it's football not, in shorts. This is not. This is funsies football. That's what that is. Yeah. Mike Tomlin says it best, and I know yeah. Doug, you're gonna uh, but two hand touch is what it is. It is football in shorts. The and real thing happens on August 31st, people. But that being said, the potential is there. Yeah, that kid. If he works hard, that that is, um, in my just opinion, that that could be our next D one guy. Wow! If 
That's some big no, praise. Well, I mean, he's good. At no, your and I'm not. No, I'm not praising him yet. Yeah, I'm just saying he's got the body, he, the man. potential, yeah. yeah, the body frame, the speed. If he keeps working, he gets his foot quickness up, stays in the weight room. The hands are there, the feet's there. It looks like he has a good gut for the game. Yeah, he finds seams. You know, he, it's hard to teach that. Yeah, um, he gets open a little more than some people. Uh, I, I'm just telling you what I saw. And, and what Doug, a, you know, you know a lot better than I do. Uh, a good tight end is a quarterback's best friend. Oh, the, a tight end. And, and boys, when you can get two, and and we have a few other guys that yeah. might be able to play tight end. When you put two tight ends out there, you balance the field. So you can't just you can't move a defense over towards Zach or the other side. You have to balance the field. Look what Tom Brady did with Aaron Hernandez and, exactly. and Gronk. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. And and to give you a idea of his physical status, like his physical what he looks like to me. Yeah. He looks like Chase Gibson to me. Yeah. That would be insane. Um, be nice. I think Chase at this point was a little more athletic. Yeah. But the guy played basketball. He it, it, they're different players. Yeah. But that's the vibe I now, get. Now, Sheriff Scott, if you're listening to this, you know, don't let us blow that boy's head. No, up. no, no. Yeah. No, you know, I'm not I mean, trying to. Yeah, I know. I the know. potential is there. He's yeah. not done anything yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The potential is there though. I In my coach. opinion, he could have a breakout. All right, enough. Let's not talk about him right now. I want to ask about our record breaker. Mm-hmm. How's he how did he do out there? Zach looked good. He caught some big balls, but, you know, it, you expect that. Normal yeah. Zach stuff. Yeah. You know. I mean, he just looked athletic. He's stronger. He yeah. is stronger than he was last year, you can tell. Zach Lockhart. No, um, Zach Lockhart. No. Also, I saw, you know, there was, I'll tell you, boys, seven on seven. And I made this comment. There was two or three brawls out there, man. Like It always is, five, And I'm like, guys, it, you don't even have pads on. What, it, this used to be the finesse part of football. It's football. These boys are ready to hit. The, the thing is, when you get a bunch of dudes out there, and they're they're you know they're just waiting to get them pads yeah. on, and you get them out there, and they have to push each other off the line, yeah. there's a lot of pushing and well, shoving no, on each other. There was no line. This is just matching. No, I mean, yeah. like, off the line, like, yeah, off yeah. wide or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot line. of bump and runs. A lot of bump yeah. and run, and you're constantly doing that all day. You're going to get tired of you that, know, and you're going to be, like, yeah. throwing hands. But I'll tell you, I like the way he reacted to some of the uh, physicality. You know, with him, that was one of my questions. It, yeah. You know, you know, he, he's not an extremely physical player, right? But I saw him be a little more physical. And uh, I, I like I like that was it. really to me, and I think we may have even talked about it on the show last year. That was the only thing lacking from his game mm-hmm. was being a little bit more physical. Than well, and I like him on offense, and of course he'll probably play some defense. But I, I, I do I, as I think his mindset is an offensive player, um, and and I think now we have developed people yeah. to to play him a little less on defense, which is uh, good. And, and it's oh, it's not a knock at all no, on him. I just yeah. think he's more of an offensive player. Yeah, and, look, uh, and I think he would say that. In single A ball, the least amount of kids that you can have yeah. going to, going both ways, yeah, is a huge advantage for you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to be that good, but mm-hmm. if you've got that, I mean, we are, but I feel like we are as far as talent wise. But yeah. you know, if you are just mediocre and you've got kids good enough to go both ways, mm-hmm. or kids good enough to go one way and and can rest those kids, that's yeah. a huge advantage. It, it hey, is. Uh, All right, Doug. So, a couple other guys. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, right. how was Wade? How Wade, he... Okay. So, Wade looked good. Wade caught the ball better. Um, he's bigger, faster. Definitely. Yeah. Also, and this is weird. This is an intangible. 
right after all the games. You know, me, me and Shane were leaving, and he walked over and was talking to Shane, right? Yeah. The kid has a different um, – I felt like last year he still hadn't come out of his shell a little bit. Right. Okay. More, a little more reserved. Right. The kid has a little – he look, he has a little oomph to his step. That's good. He's excited to be playing. It just looked like a, a more positive way. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, the kid made some great catches. Yeah. Uh, you know, hard ones, easy ones. I, I think he's going to have another a, a, a breakout offensive year. What about Jeb? Did Jeb make some Jeb, points? okay, so Jeb at corner. Um, and, and listen, boys, I'm going to be the first people. We have to communicate better on defense. Yeah. Now, listen. And that's going to come with time. You, and you can't judge it on seven-on-seven seven because it's geared towards the offense. It's really hard for defenders, especially corners and free safeties. Really hard. Yeah. Okay. But Jeb looked more physical. You know, I saw him lay hands on people. You know, when you're in bump and run coverage, you put, you know, you re- you have to use your hands. Yeah. He was more physical. Uh, I think he's going to be a better run stopper this year, definitely. Yeah. And uh, he looked better. He really, I, he looked bigger and taller too. Um, so I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But we, the one thing, and and this is going to get better. But that that corner to safety handoff with receivers. We got to get that quicker. Yeah, yeah, and that'll, you know, and that'll come. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but but that's that's what I saw. You yeah, know, just being honest. All right, bub. So you was at practice. Uh, you know, you what uh, you you've been to more practice than I have. Uh, what have you seen from the linemen this year? Uh, from you know, I know we got everybody back. Also, what, I have a couple more. So just yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna come back. But what have you seen about the linemen this year, bub? That uh, you know you think is improving and and all that stuff. We are bigger. We look stronger, and we look deeper. You know, uh, I think we've got some kids that can really get in a rotation this year, and your your play is not going to drop off much. Yeah. So you know, it, to be able to do that on your line, uh, you know, is a good thing. And I think that that's. Uh, but just the energy, you know, that these kid that the kids are bringing, not just the linemen, but the whole team. You know, they're they're just they're getting after it, man. And you love to see that. You, you see a lot of enthusiasm. You know, man, these boys have been hungry all year, mm-hmm. all offseason, man. And you can tell. You can really tell how hungry these boys have been because, you know, when they get out there, man, it's it, – they I, I don't know what it is with them, but they just – I don't know if they feel like it's a shot at redemption or what it is. But it, it's a – you know, it's just a whole different vibe than it was last year. And it's not like it was bad last year, but it was just – you know, it's a different thing, and, and a lot of that is you. Most of those kids last year that were sophomores and juniors are juniors and seniors now. Yeah, and so you know that helps. You know that the kids mature and they get out there and they realize, you know, this is something you've got to take ownership of. Yeah, and because you work so hard for it, you know, it means more to you. Yeah, you know, in anything in life, man, if you work hard at something, it's going to mean more to you than if you just, you know, half butt it. You know. Yeah. So uh, that's one thing that I've really seen that I've been really pleased with. The coaches have all talked about it, about how good the energy's been in practice and everything. So I've never, I haven't really had to see the coaches, you know, get on to anybody about you know, not lack giving, of effort, lack or, anything, of effort yeah. or anything. And and that's a that's a big, that's a big plus, man. It really is. Um, the thing I'll say about this group. Or do we have things that we definitely must address and work on? Absolutely. Absolutely, but what team doesn't? But when you look at this team, the one thing that sticks out to me more than anything, anything is that they have learned 
from their mistakes, and they took a lot from playing with that 19 team, yeah. playing with the 18 team, that you have to be on your your workhorse mode at all times. But these kids, what I've noticed, they want to win every rep. Yeah. yeah. Okay? It's not just win every game. It's in practice. They want to win reps. Yeah. Keith, have you noticed this? And this is something that a lot of people, that, that has brought it up to me. Yeah. Just even whether it's at practice or in the community. I'll tell you what, boys. There's a lot of guys. We have a lot of players on that team that have worked really hard in the weight room, you know, between last year, you can tell from last year, this year. And I'm telling you, I know, I know some football, man. I'm not Mike Ditka, but when I look out there, there there's so many players right here. I mean, these, these competitions for positions should probably get intense when pads get on, because you literally have eight guys that can play linebacker. You have 10 guys that could be linemen. It's going to get intense. Let me tell you something. It should. When you have the linemen that we have now, okay, the twins, Ricardo, Landon, uh, uh, Brady, all those guys, and then look behind them, Jay McNamee, your son, you know, Corbin. Now even uh, Campbell's playing the defensive line. Yeah, Deskins. uh, 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 Jacoby. Yeah. You know, and that's just on the offensive line. Jacoby's going to be more on defense, but, I mean – You've got so much opportunity to have like that. Yeah. yeah, like Tony Mullins, uh, shout out to Tony. Uh, he's coaching in Johnson County now. But me and him were talking about it. You know, he was like the one thing that really made that 2015 team what it was. What's that? Yeah. Nine to ten man rotation yeah. on defense, and you're playing a three-four. Well, that's the yeah. good thing is, see, that's the thing with defensive linemen too. Yeah. Man, like great. Like look at college teams like LSU and Alabama. They rotate those guys every two plays. Yeah. I mean, nobody should get tired. And and look, let's face it, the bigger dudes get tired easiest. Okay. Yeah. And and that's not a knock on them, it's just how it works. That's how life works. Yeah. That's how your I body mean, works. Biology, yeah. Okay. So the more people you can rotate in, and the coolest part is we we have such a mix of where we did hit the weight room hard. Yeah. Okay. You're talking about, okay, for instance, and this is just for instance, like Campbell or uh the the other the uh Oh, what's his name? The other kid that played the other DN last year. Uh, uh, Josh, no, no, uh, no. Josh Taylor. No, 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 no. no. The, the quick. Anyway, my point is these guys were playing like corner. Yeah. And they hit the weight room hard, and they're playing defensive end for like third down pass plays. Yeah. Like just quickness. Okay. You can mix that stuff in with big dudes and strong. It's amazing the people we can put in there. Yeah, and mix it up. You It'll know? be a nightmare it's for crazy. anybody to go up. Against. I would not want to be an offensive lineman, a tackle. Yeah, it would be really hard. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna have your work cut out for you. This yeah, year. it would be if hard. You're playing left or right tackle for any team we play against. You're you're gonna have your work cut out for you. All right, Doug. So we're gonna go back to you. Uh, you had some more people you wanted. Yeah, to talk definitely. About. Um, so on the defensive side of the ball, well. I, Let's stay on offense a little bit. We haven't got to defense yet. Uh, okay, so I said Isaac looked great, fluid. Yeah. The arms there. The what about our backups there? Uh, okay, well, you know, we have Sam Wright. We've got two. Okay, yeah. we've got Sam Wright. And, and Isaac Duty. And we've got Isaac Duty. You know, Isaac just came out of baseball. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, and I, t- I told him, you know, it's hard coming yeah. from baseball. It's like the different when you swing a golf club and a bat. Yeah. It's really difficult. And as yeah. a quarterback, 
when you pitch for five months, it's kind of hard to come out of there and throw a football. Your mechanics are different. Yeah, it's okay? different. And, 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 you know, he got a little frustrated at first. Not frustrated, just, you know, his his mechanics weren't. He's already back. Yeah. You know, he with reps, and I, I watched him throw at seven on seven, uh, the kid's already back to being a quarterback. Yeah. So we now we know, even as a freshman, he can make that jump really easy. Just with a week or two yeah. of a lot of reps, and he's back throwing a football. Um, I, I like that kid. I, I think w- w- learning under the quarterback he's got, yeah. he's going to be just fine. And Sam also. I mean, Sam brings a lot of stuff to the table with his foot speed, yeah. you know, his throats. You know, he's a little quicker than most, you know. Yeah. And and I've noticed that Pottville quarterbacks that can run yeah, do an amazing job. I mean, we watched one be a Mr. Football candidate. Yep. Okay, a finalist. Yeah. So I, I we're just fine at quarterback, and I like the fact that we have them spaced out from freshman to you know sophomore yeah. senior. You know, th- there's a good spread there. Um, but but also Sam played a nice defensive game. Yeah. Really nice defensive game. He has one of those. Um, you know, people used to say you know a, a knack a head for the ball, yeah. knack for the ball. Kind of a ball hawk, like yeah. you say, uh, you know, and that's something that I heard Sully say a lot. You know, mm-hmm. screaming from the silent, make a make a break on the ball. You know, make a play. Yeah. He's one of those guys that are going to make plays. Yeah, and I think this year you saw him play a lot last year as a freshman. I think this year's going to be kind of his coming out. Oh yeah, party. And, and what yeah. hurt us defensively last year was a lack of turning the other team over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. the two years previous to that, I mean. If any team threw a pass, and it yeah. didn't matter if it was a good team or a bad yeah. team, uh, you know, probably one in three passes were being picked yeah. off. That, yeah. That's the thing. And Last year, I saw everybody just do their job, but it wasn't that extra make a play. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we're going to see a lot of that this year. All right, I got a question for you here, Doug. Uh, was, um, what's his name, the freshman standout? Uh, Anthony. Anthony. Was Brandon Anthony though? He played, yeah. yeah. What did you think about well, I mean, him? Well, he he got in some, you know, but you know, for linebackers, it's a little, you know, it's it's not. Um, oh, trust me, yes, I know. All you're dealing with is pass coverage. Yeah. yeah. So it was a great tool for him, and he yeah. did great. Yeah, he did fine. But um, you know, you're talking about guys that usually you're not going to drop back, and plays aren't going to last five and six seconds every single down. Okay. Especially in high school when yeah. a lot of these check down routes, a lot of these teams won't even do that. It's just going to be either run, run, I, run, throw it down. Yeah, I still think, even watching seven on seven, I said this in college and stuff, they give quarterbacks too long to throw. Yeah. And um, especially with no line. Yeah. You give them a shorter time, you know, uh, because what you end up having are these big, long, wavy routes that won't ever be run in a real game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're getting five or six seconds per play, you got to think in in the real world when the actual bullets, when the proverbial bullets start flying. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you get five or six seconds in seven on seven, that's about half the time of what you got when that happens. It's so, why you know, when I, you put the pass yeah, on. It's as a quarterback. It's why I would not play a ton of seven on seven. Yeah. Because as your quarterback, I talked to us about this the other yeah. day. Yeah. the mind in your clock in your the clock yeah. in your head. It'll throw it off. Is way faster than the clock that they're given. Yeah. And there's a reason why. And you'll get back in that pocket. Because you've get, played football you a, before. Yeah. You, you get know, back and in you that know. pocket. And false sense of security. Yeah. If you get too used to it, yeah, you exactly. get a false sense of security. Now, yeah. we do good. We we play a couple seven-on-sevens, and that's yeah. great. That's where wide receivers and quarterbacks get their timing, and they learn the plays. 
but you don't want somebody getting so used to it yeah. that they feel safe for five seconds. Yeah. Not a good, not a good thing. No, or, no. Does Balfour even do seven on seven? They do sometimes, but it's not like What's what you point? think. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they do it a little bit. Gonna throw like three times a year. Well, you know. But the, they do mainly for defense because I mean you have to Cut go against class, all these. Yeah. Uh, they do play a lot of people that throw the ball. But uh, and we had some, you know, we had our team played well. Um, those first two games, I think we could have subbed more. Yeah. But also, you want to make sure that your guys that are going to play get a lot of reps. Yeah. Okay. But when it's ninety-five degrees and, and you're sitting and you know you're playing for twenty minutes and sitting for an hour. Yeah. And sit, you know, playing twenty minutes and sitting for two hours. You know, it's hard. But I'll tell you something that I liked, and, and you guys will appreciate this. And, and even our guests will click on, will hit on this when we had a little tent, right? Yeah, th- that we rested in, and it was shade. It was the only shade there. Yeah, you know, uh, these guys get along well, um, and you can't fake that. And I'm just a nobody; they don't know me. I was just kind of walking around, but uh, those guys enjoy each other's company. Yeah, and I saw some leadership too. You that's know, good. Um, and that's, that's it's a real it's a really good thing. Is I, is Isaac now more of a vocal leader than what he has been? Well, he's past? more, but I even saw it from other players. Yeah. And, and in more, I think it's at different positions, like you would think. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to have leaders at defensive line, offensive line, linebackers, wide receivers, uh, and I saw some guys that I, you know, I'm not mentioning names, but that I never really saw step up last year that are now. Yeah, you know, and. It's cool. It's a good thing. All right, Doug. So we played Madison Southern, mm-hmm. am I correct? Yes. How? What did you think about their team, and how do we match up against them as a seven on seven? Okay. Know, well, you know. also at that point, yeah, I was about to fall asleep because Shane drugged me out of bed like seven o'clock. Uh, he drug. I was like, just get me a biscuit. That's a deal breaker if we can't stop to get a biscuit. Uh, right? Yeah. But we get there. We go through the first game. Madison Southern. <clears throat> I'm sitting there about ready to fall asleep. I yeah. Mean, really. In the shade. And uh, Lucas, you will not believe this. It was one of the coolest things there. It was good <laughs> and bad. You just tell us a little bit. Yeah. Practice. So the drone, the Pipeville High School drone, yeah. there's always around practice, there's this zzz, Yeah. You know, they fly the drone. Well, the wind started kicking up up there. Yeah. And there's these 200-foot light poles. Like, imagine the high school light poles, right? And this drone got blown into it, and it hit it like 40 times on the way down. I mean, there's nothing left of this. It, it just hit it every way possible. It looked like it wrapped around it, the the, the things. And uh, I'm like, Shane goes, do you think that's our drone? And I'm like, if that was our drone, Lucas would be sprinting across the field, right? <laughs> yeah. So, because when they opened it last year, it was like a million dollars. It looked like they were looking at it like it was a million dollars laying on the table. Like, yeah, don't touch yeah. the drone, you know? But, so I'm like, no, Lucas would be sprinting over there. <laughs> and Lucas wasn't moving. But then I saw a player just sprinting to the flagpole. I was like, that was our drone. That was our drone. That was our drone. So he posted on Twitter last night, R.I.P. R.I.P. Drone, drone. drone. Oh, yeah. God. So Look I don't know. you murderer. But, well, it, the wind was high. But I, I'm telling you guys, it was good. That game, though, too, uh, you're talking about a team, and it was kind of an ongoing joke at the time, who took it, who took seven. Here, here's my point. Yeah. Teams that take seven on seven a little too seriously. Okay? Yeah. You had a coach with headsets on for seven on seven. Okay. Okay. And, that, well, I get what they're doing. 
you had a head coach on the sideline. You had the offensive coordinator out on the field with a headset on too. Yeah. And the head coach was using hand signals. So they're using it as a dry run for an offensive coordinator to be in the press box, mm-hmm. a coach, you know, and the headsets and making sure they're functional. But it just – the fans and the players took it a little – little – Little, little too seriously. I mean, I mean yeah, I, it's a competitive endeavor, man. I mean, any type of com- competition is going to, you know, uh, yeah. fire people up. They really wanted to win. Yeah. And, and, and they didn't. They right? didn't. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, we played good, man. Our routes look good. Now, look, we didn't sub a ton of receivers, right? And, and Blake Birchfield played more as a running back role. He was more catching passes from the running back role, yeah. which actually is a good thing yeah. because he's very quick and fast. So a lot of times you'll throw that route, that safety valve route from yeah. the backfield, and he can get nine yards. Remember, you got to get to the 15 to get four plays yeah. or more plays. Okay? Yeah. So a lot of times we, we did depend on that, which you should. You take what the defense gives you. But uh, I'll tell you guys, we had a lot of players, I think, really increase their stock of uh, – in Powell football. And you think that we fare well against Madison Southern? Oh, I think we fare well against anybody. Absolutely. I really do. It, it, you know, and that's just seven on seven. I cannot wait to see this line play because yeah. from and, – and I'm not throwing any strategy out there, but I, I'm excited to see – we have some major changes to our line. Yeah. And I, I think if we can't get – I think we should be able to run the ball against any – all comers in Class A football. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. I think, uh, like I said, that's going to be a major part because at the end of the day, when you've got the amount of depth that we have at running back. Yeah. Uh, no one should be tired. No one should be tired. A lot of people are going to get the ball if they do it the right way. And I'm not trying to tell them how to coach, for right. goodness sake. But, I mean, I'm just as an outsider looking in, when you've got that amount of talent at running back. Well, it's not even that, Jr. Running back, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, yeah. we're deep. We're as deep as yeah. any Class A team could be. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my, my thing is give them some confidence early. You yeah. know, I know you want to listen. It, there's, here, here's the thing. We want to win bad this yeah. year. And we know that. I want them to win bad. Yeah. But also, I want them to develop talent. Yeah. And I think early, get some of those guys in, man. Give them some confidence, you yeah. know, and while we're scrimmaging and doing seven on seven. So that when game time comes, they're ready to to really fight for a position. Yeah, you know. Uh, and listen, we're going to keep you updated on what we see at practice and everything. But for what I've seen so far, I'm just waiting for August 31st. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because July 31st. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, yeah, July well, 31st. Yeah, that's a midnight practice. Yeah, right? midnight um, practice. Yeah, and... I was I was going to say that. Um, you know, it is a cool tradition. It is. Um, Mike's been doing this as long as he's been here that One I know of. of. And so that'll be Friday, this Friday night, okay, yeah. uh, going into Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So Friday night at midnight, Saturday morning, midnight, 1201, yeah. whatever. We can go full pass. We normally, Doug, have what, 200, 300 people out there at midnight? Yeah, it's cool. If you've never it, gone to it, it's worth going to. It is to. really yeah. cool. Man. It's yeah. a lot of fun, and you get a lot of past players come out that usually can't come to practice because they're working. Yeah. yeah. You get a lot of cool people out there, and, and it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it's people that, you know, for the first time in a year, you hear the pads pop. Yeah. 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 This it's is a, usually when Heath comes out of hibernation. That's, that's right officially, that's when football season officially yeah. begins yeah. for me. 
and, and yeah. just to update people, Heath, uh, 731, that's July 31st, we have our midnight practice. 8-6, August 6th, we have a scrimmage at home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would tell people to come see that. Yeah. Because I think that you're going to see a lot of different players out there. And I think that you're going to want to see how is this pot will be. Is that Valley plays. or Pike Central? I think that it's both. I think it's kind of a mix. No, we got Valley one week yeah. and then we got Pike Central. Well, okay, night. then it's Valley that week. Then Pike Central is 814 yeah. away. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in between that, we have a player camp out on the 7th. But yeah. It, I, I want to go see that Pike Central scrimmage because I want to see how we take care of Mr. Anderson. Yeah. You know, I really want to see what our, our uh, up front could do against him. Yeah. Because that's, as you know, yeah. I know he's on a team that probably is not going to do much. Sorry, Pike Central. Well, no, it's not that JR, but the guy gets all state votes. Yeah. You know, that's the he's thing. He's a heck of a player. He's a heck of a yeah, player. I'm and, not taking anything away. I no. want to see if we can stop him. And now, we've seen it from the 19 team. Yeah. The, the, you remember the first scrimmage the we had? The only team game? that really moved the ball really well on us that year was Shelby Valley in that scrimmage. Shelby Valley in that scrimmage yeah. went out there but, against the 19 uh, team, and, and they moved but, the ball really well. See, that's my point. The yeah. reason that that is is because those guys have a strong rivalry. Yeah. It's why we should play Shelby Valley just about every year. It would help Shelby Valley definitely help their schedule, evidently. But and it would help, you know, it's just a good rivalry. But in, in contract talks, Doug, when you're talking about those games, when you look at that, one of those teams is like, Okay, so we're gonna play Pikeful. Uh all right, so we're probably gonna get beat fifty to nothing. No, that don't I, help well, our team. You know what? No, here's the deal. Here's what will. i I'll break it down like this. You obviously have you're pumping this freshman going to sophomore quarterback. I mean, like, big yeah. time, okay? Yeah. Russ Osborne. He's, yeah. he's the next coming guy. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pumping him big, right? Yeah. You can't play a super weak schedule. I mean, yeah, you can throw for 3,000 yards yeah. and lose the first round of the playoffs or second, whatever. Or you can play a tougher schedule. I get it why they did it last year. You want young guys to get confidence, stuff like that. But now start – man, I'm telling you, start getting some hard ones in there. It makes your team better. It develops people. You know, I'm not trying to make Shelby Valley great or anything, but that I'm kind of like you can go ten and one or 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 nine and two. Coach know? Mack could have easily said, "Well, my son is an unbelievable quarterback. Yeah, I want to play Phelps and Jenkins and everybody and make him have five thousand well, dollars." Oh, he could dude. He could have got four and five ace goals that yeah. were terrible to come in here to you know yeah. if it was just to make Isaac look good or the RPI to look good. But, no, he, Here's he wants the, his football teams to be competing for state champions. You can't yeah. fake it, even on highlight films, guys. Yeah. College coaches are not stupid. Yeah. When you watch a highlight film, you know what good defenders look like and bad defenders look like. Yeah. So, if I have 100 highlight clips of guys wide open or not playing good defense, you see it. You know, it, it it's not really fooling anybody. But I just mean for the kids, man. That's yeah. my point. I'd like to see another school in Eastern Kentucky be competitive yeah. on a statewide level. And I think they're the next one if they take the right steps to do it. When opinion. I played, Doug, you had Prestonsburg that was great. Yeah. Sheldon yeah. Clark, that was great. Breath, it was yeah. great. Uh, you know, and now you see these schools are starting to go down. You know, and it's just, you know, Breath, it's starting to get back up there right now. But, you know. Talked to a few Breath County guys yeah. yesterday at the 7-on-7. Seven seven. I'm telling you, man. If you were anybody, you were at that seven on seven school wise. Yeah, I mean there was like eighty schools there, some good ones. Yeah, Ryle did amazing. 
Um, I'll tell you, Breathit, talk to the Breathit guys, they're on the rise, man. I talked to a couple of their linemen. They're, they're pumped for this year. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some good things. So, yeah. we'll, we'll see what they do this well, year. Well, the problem with Breathit is is where they're at right now because to win their region, you've got to play the winner of the LCA, yeah. Yeah. you know, the district, the little SEC, you know. Somerset and LCA. Danville, you know, and, and, and Middlesbrough. So, it, yeah. you know. Uh, that 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 kind of makes it tough for them, but I'm you know it's good to see that they're getting back yeah. up there. But I mean, guys, that brings us to a, a, actually a nice segue into something here. I've been hearing a lot uh, from the junior high side, mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, uh, belly aching, I guess for lack of a better term, mm. from a certain school who's not too far away from us. You know about all of their players leaving. And going, you know, coming to Pikeville, um, yeah. a lot of their junior high. I mean, you know, there's well, I mean, we, we might as well say it, it's Pike Central. Do we better. Had, we had five kids. Um, we had five kids plus a coach come over from Pike Central. Now, uh, first of all, let me preface everything before. And a good coach. Yeah, in biscuit, the yeah. guy knows what yeah. he's doing. Uh, coach Maynard. Everybody calls him Biscuit. He's yeah. also going to help a lot on the wrestling side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure Coach Holland will appreciate. But um, I, I, to me, I, I just I don't get. I've never been the type of person that if something is going wrong, that I'm going to sit there and blame everybody else yeah. or blame somebody else for it. You know, I, I want to look in the mirror and say, "What can I do to fix it?" Yep. And you know, what I was getting ready to say was about Pike Central. I love Ron Barney to death, our new head coach, and I, I wish him nothing but the best of luck. Uh, you know, he, he's a he's a good guy. He's coached, He coached under Coach Mike when he was at Pike Central. So. It starts way before high school. But, though. yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I, this is not his fault because he just inherited this program. But, uh, you know, why, why do that, though? Do you think that that makes the situation better? No. You know, no. does it make you feel – better at night and help you sleep better at night knowing that you know uh, if you have to go around and think well pipe was just paying them that's why they're coming back now, and i'm telling you that's not the case no it's not the case you know listen. when you when you have a look and, and i've seen it even when we were in school you're a product of this yes okay these guys did anybody pay you either? no okay the the best part is the story behind it but i'm just saying like guys man when you're when you have a good, solid program and men with character leading it and a good feeder program with also good men, head coaching, and people that care. You know, we got like Barry Birchfield. He coached, you know, guys that know football, that care, but really care about the program. That's what matters. Yeah. It creates this culture that is just hard to beat, man. I wish every kid in Pike County could come play at Pikeville. I really do. Because I think the experience alone is just so much better. And, you know, when you're winning state titles and competing for one every year, people are going to come. Yeah. That's just how it works. Okay, this is this is the best, and I don't think I've ever done it on here, but I've done it in other places. This is the best thing I can equate it to. Let's say that you own a race car, Doug. Yeah. Okay? And you worked hard, man. You worked, you know, getting that thing sculpted and getting that chassis set up and getting the getting everything welded and letting, painting it and making it look like a million bucks. But it's time to get the motor done, okay? Now, you got a guy that's five minutes down the road from you that you've known your whole life, and he's a good guy. He works hard, okay? But 
he won't work on your motor. Why? Because there's other people that he owes favors to that he's got to work on their motor first. Yeah. Excellent analogy. And it's not that, and it's also, I mean, his motors may make it, you know, five laps in a race and blow up. Yeah. Okay. Now, 10 minutes down the road, you got a guy who's an ex NASCAR mechanic. Yeah. Okay. He's got trophies all over his garage of all these races that he's won. He's been recognized throughout the state as, you know, the best engine builder in the state. Yeah. Okay. That guy's a little bit more expensive, but money's not the issue. Yeah. Which one are you going to? Well, I want to win. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't crap on kids like the county no, schools do politically, no. and you know it happens. Yeah. I'm not saying anything that's that's not out of out of. Out I of actually country. want to hug them when they come because yeah. I, I'm yeah. telling you, they they have so it's, much fun. They're yeah. political refugees. Yeah, that's are. what they are. That's okay. what I was. Okay, let me let me throw this out there. I get it in some of these kids' minds that they've grew up with their friends and everything yeah. at that certain school. And Jr., it's yeah. hard. Yeah, you know that's a good point, Jr. Yeah. Because you know these guys are coming to play on, on you know, to get a, be, a good education and yeah. play on a team they believe in. You know, it's just good for them. And as a football player, I totally understand it. But also, I was fourteen once too, and twelve. Yeah. Okay. But man, it's hard. Imagine leaving your best friends and people you've grown up with. I can imagine. To, yeah. You see what I mean? It's hard to do, man. For some people, it, it really it was. It was a transition. It really was. But at the same time. The football side of it was just so good. Yeah, it was yeah. so much of a uh, awesome experience just mm-hmm. to learn. Yeah, sat under the learning tree of K- Killed Howard. Well, it made you a better coach, and too. not just and not just that, but the players too. And yeah. and that's my point, dude. And what I what I brought this up, you know, about is because you know you get these kids that are like, well, I want to be the first one to bring my school a uh, region title or a state title or whatever, you know, put them on the map. There are so many other things that have to happen before you can w- start yeah. a winning culture it's at hard. your school. People yeah. do it has not to start with it. administrators. And it starts above a player's yeah. head. Yeah. You're exactly yeah. right. It starts with the administrators. I'm going to go ahead and say, as far as the county goes, it, it, it starts with the Board of Education. Yeah. And if none of that is in place, you're not going to win. And and okay. for the exception of Belfry, it really don't happen. Well, but a lot they have a here's Belfry why. is yeah. over there on the other side of those yeah. two mountains, and everybody leaves them alone. And, and they, they built, got a legendary but, coach. Yeah. Well, and they well, hey, listen, late nineties, early he, that he was on the. They decline. was ready to yeah. run him. Listen, listen they have an excellent culture, Jr. Yeah, they built their own culture. Every they Belfry keep fan, it in house. That's how it works. Every Belfry friend now that that screams Haywood's praises was was ever was the same ones who was ready oh, to fire. They had man. pitchforks and yes, they yeah, had torches and pitchforks yeah. ready to run him out of town at that time. So uh, you know, but anyway, and I guess that's true anywhere. But uh, uh, you know, that just to me, I, I. But he is a good coach, and and you know, I, I'm not disrespecting him. I just, okay, yeah, I just don't see. I, I just don't understand why it has to be this constant thing over and over and over again. That it's Pikeville's somehow yeah. fault. Yeah. Because we work and get, I mean, I think it speaks to society as a whole. It does. You know, you know, you work your hind end off, Doug. You and Allison both yeah. do. You've got a beautiful home. You've got, you know, you yeah. pay your bills. One plus one equals two. You know, yeah. neither one of y'all is trust fund babies, man. I no. mean, you earn it. Yeah. And that's the thing. People want to come to some place where they get what they earn. Yeah. Okay. And how many times have you seen it? How many times have you heard about it? You know, they put a coach in, you know, that, that has yeah. no business coaching football. 
Why? Because he's politically connected. And it's a rotating coaches. Yes. That that hurts. No continuity. Yeah. Uh, you have players who have no business being out on the field, but their daddy's politically connected, so they got to play them. It, and that happens. I'm not it making this happen. up. And, guys, let me bring this up, and let me bring up a new point that I, I, I think at the time we didn't get when we were coaching, okay? We were all on the on the bandwagon. Let's, you know, put these teams together, and let's go over there, and let's whoop up on people. That's what the county schools do. Yeah, 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 and what we did was we split those teams up. I learned that lesson yeah. that year. Yeah, with Coach we took L's to make players better for later. Yes, for the program. By the, by yeah. the time it was over, you know, I, 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 I'll tell you what, we played Johns Creek late in the year. That yeah, year in, in six grade. Yeah. and I know we keep going back to our six. Dude, grade we could have mopped the floor with every team had we combined. Our but yeah, oh yeah, yeah. but because uh, that's the team now. Yeah, if you think it's about the team it. we got now, but. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Josh Creek's coach came up to me a few days after the game. I talked to him, and I said, "I said, man, y'all, you know, because they drubbed us pretty good. Yeah, they yeah. did. They and did. Uh, over here at our place, they put a run clock on us. And um, but we beat them earlier. Yeah, we yeah, beat them yeah. in overtime earlier in the year. That's that's a whole other. Then a magnificent yeah. running back appeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole daggone team. <laughs> You know, they, they pulled them out of brushy over there. Or something. Yeah, they had, was, they had them hit an old coal mine yeah. over there and pulled them out in case yeah. of emergency. Anyway, <laughs> I never will no, forget. It really did happen. They think we're joking. Shane Hensley came to me before that game. He goes, that's not the team you played. He's like, I know those kids. Those are junior high kids that you're playing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, there's one of them out there. You know, Jackson Hensley was an eighth grader at that time. He said, there's one kid out there that's the same age as Jackson. Yeah. So, anyway, um. But their coach, I talked to him two, three days later and just kind of giving him a rough time. I was like, man, you kind of laid a pretty good whooping on today. A few new players, eh? That coach looked me dead in the eye. He said, son, that's the only time our boys are ever going to be able to beat you. He said, because after they leave here, they go to Pike Central. They go to the junior high. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse as they go up. And, you know, that that was from a coach from John's Creek. Dude. You know? Dude. And he said, you guys, you know, are down here getting your butts beat, and it's going to make you better. It's not going to, you know, our boys are, most of them's not going to play when they get to junior high, or they're just going to stick to basketball, or they're just going to do this or do that. He said, that's the difference between us and you. That's funny you say that, Heath, because some of my most proudest moments have been the last two years when we didn't win a game, okay? But I know we made players better. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And, and that's what you And did. we got better towards the end of the year. Yeah, but well, what did. I want to say to you, Bub, is it drove me nuts. I'm how about sorry, how about when I played? Look at Burgie. We didn't lose a game yeah. for three straight years. Yeah, they were awesome back then. For yeah. three straight years, we did not My lose a year at Burgie. Nobody scored on us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There were three straight years we never yeah. lost a game. And look at Shelby Valley. You know why? Because they don't do the little league system right. Yeah. They think it's it's good for everybody to put Everybody on one team, well, it, and let's just do it that way. It's a revolving door of coaches. It's yeah. a it's a, a political bullcrap thing. Yeah, there's a lot well. of symptoms to the problem. Yeah, and yeah. you got to fix the symptoms first, and but, then you can make a good program. But yeah. Doug, what's the first step to solving any problem? That's recognizing admitting that you have it is a problem. One, okay, yeah. they still haven't recognized yeah. that they have one because it's yeah. easier to say, you know what, we got to do better, as opposed to, you know, it, it's a lot easier to say, well, Pop will pay them. You know, yeah, yeah. Work, 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 well, work. it's not keeping me up nights. Yeah. So let's get back to the Panthers, hey, baby. It's not me yeah. either, but, you know, I, dude, I love it. 
I know. I can't help too. it. I hey, man, let me, let me just we, tell you we, something. Because we take kids who are, quote, unquote, not good enough to play other places. Yeah, yeah. And win state championships. Yeah. That's, Guys, we've that's said it on this show 150, yes. 150 times. There is no in-between with Pikeville. You either hate us or you love us. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, you know, and Pikeville's a needle driver. You can yeah, say what you want to is. about it. You know, uh, the, the people who love us, guys like us, you know, we're going to be behind them, behind them 100%. Uh, the people that don't like us, uh, you know, we could cure cancer down here, and they're still going to say we're Satan. So it's yeah. it's, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's the truth. It's just how it is. But, you know. I and I even think players know that. But, yeah. you know. It, it goes back to the dark ages. I told JR, I was like, man, I miss us being hated. Because it got to the point to where people didn't really fear us. Anymore. Yeah, it was bad. You know, it, yeah. it got to the point where people were looking at me as like, Heck yeah, man. We'll play you guys. We'll beat you by 30. It was everybody. It was Allen Centrals. It was the Shelby Valleys. Huh. It was everybody looking at me saying, We're, uh, we play you guys. We beat you by 30. And I I'm don't just know like, how I could respond to that. And really. they could. There was some of them that actually yeah. could. And it was um, just bad. But that's just what I'm saying. It, it, it's a, I, to, my message to the county schools, and I'm sure that, you know, I'm probably going to get yelled at by county people. I really don't care. But, uh, my message is look in the mirror and give these kids a reason not to leave. Well, if you and, give them a reason not to leave, they're not going to go. He's, yeah. it, I, I, I'm, I'm really, you know, and I know you're not, and Jr. You're not trying to be negative. Well, no, I'm not trying to be negative at all. No, I just want, I just want, I, I just really want to get back to a time, you know, when we could play the Johns Creeks or the yeah. Pikes, and it's a good rivalry, man, and it's it's a good, clean, just healthy thing and i want that for all the kids in pike county man i, I really do you are at a and time, we're getting there yeah you're at a time right now in mountain football where a state championship is much more realistic to a yeah. lot of schools yeah than what it ever was you're right you're right okay and and, and you know say what you want i mean pike was still gonna eat belfry's still yeah, gonna yeah. eat bell county's still gonna eat you know mm-hmm. on down the line but you've got now it's much more with this six class system. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want to about it. Yeah, but it's a lot more attainable than it what is. it ever was in the past. And, yeah. and the people that con- and look, I look at bluegrass rivals. Yeah. Okay. The people that are like, let's go back to four classes. You don't want that, man. No. Yeah. You don't because look, Trinity's going to win it every year in four yeah. eight. They're just gonna. Yeah. They got twenty five hundred kids. It, 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 it's they're a different kind of school. But like the six the six classes works. Yeah, and it's, it's going to go it's back better. to Johnson Central yeah. having to play Trinity. Yeah, it's it's that's stupid. Not gonna yeah, work. it's not good. As good and as Johnson Central yeah. is, that's not going to work. This day and age, it fits where we need to be. We need to keep the six A system, and also it's going to generate what it did. And what you saw, Heath, was when we went six A, you saw it become more attainable yes. to a lot more schools. Not saying it's easy. Yeah, no, just but saying it's more attainable. Johnson Central became a player. Yeah. Okay, Belfry got better. Bible's yeah. gotten better. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I always say and that. Thanks. I was like, hey man, I was in the late nineties, and it's easier now to win a state title than it was then. Even. Yeah, but um, even though it's easier, it's still not it's easy. It's still hard. Yeah, guys, well, I if mean, you put a ring on a finger, you did something right. I'll just tell you this much right now: like Kentucky Country Day when I was playing, that was the Louisville Phelps. Yeah. I mean, okay. They were, yeah, they were unheard of. They were unheard of, and then all of a sudden, this new class system, and now they're a player. And I'm not saying that that's yeah, good or good bad. Good for them. Good yeah. for them. But I'm just saying, you know, it could go either way. But, guys, I think it's about time we get yeah, that right over. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time we uh, we get back to that uh, Barry Birchfield interview. 
Yeah, you guys stay tuned for that, man. It's a really good one, and uh, we love Barry to death, and uh, he's invited back on the show anytime he wants to come. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. The last couple weeks with these interviews, it's been great. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about what people did off the field. Yeah. <laughs> the, listen, man, I love those stories just as much as I love hearing about football because, you know, every young man partakes in some mischief. Yeah. But and and you learn from that, and it's not that we're glorifying it. Yeah, but, it's you know, it, it just it's like, a teaching it, moment, and it's funny. You it know, gives these guys more of a human side. Yeah, so you know, you, you hear about all they did on the field and everything else, but you hear about some of those good times that they had off the field, and it, it makes you realize, well, you know, I did some of that stuff too, and I learned from it, and these guys learned from it too. And you see lawyers. You see, you know, doctors, uh, doctors yeah. you see, you know, police officers, police I mean, officers yeah. all that stuff. I was just talking about it, Doug. You know, I, you know, we like hearing what happened off the field almost yeah. as much as we did on There's the There's so many good stories behind yeah. it. Yeah, well, whether it be good or we bad. We just want to know the people. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I think that's part of the uh, what this podcast has done is, is to kind of give these people more of a uh, – kind of humanize more of these people and, and see them more as just yeah. a – quote-unquote, title football yeah. yeah. Oh, these people, listen, this is why I love this show. Yeah. You are getting to hear interviews with people that you would never talk to about this stuff in, like, your day-to-day conversations. Yeah. And there's a lot out there, man, and there's a lot of good lessons out there, and there's a lot of good experiences that probably could help our kids now, because a yeah. lot of them listen to it. Except so. like Birchfield. We're not going to talk about <laughs> yeah, right and then, goes well, to The thing is, Bub runs people off, because, you know, the main question he has is, how many chicks you get? No. <laughs> you no. You've got to have a Heath, man. Yeah, you, you've got to have And then you've got to have somebody that asks crazy questions, like JR. Yeah. And I, then you got to have somebody like me that laughs over here. Shut like, up. <laughs> <laughs> that won't shut up. Yeah. Shut up. You never shut up. No, I was talking about Doug. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is when it gets good, people. Oh, my God. But, you know, we need to get to that Barry Birchfield interview before we run out of time yeah, here. We, it's a good one. It's yeah. a great one. We had an awesome time. Last three weeks, we went over the 80s thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, as it gets closer to football season, yeah. these people start listening, man. We, we've and, had people want us you. to get more 90s guys on, but you can't get any more 90s than it's me. Hard. Hard. I know. I mean, man. Me and, me and Doug are more nineties than a, we're like Pearl Jam. My we're, brother we're and more nineties than a slap bracelet of a Keller Me Bad concert. Yeah. Listen, yeah. you can't get more nineties Pikeville football than my brother and Doug Powers. I actually went to a Keller Me Bad concert and MC Hammer. You're fired. Yeah. But, all right, so well, time to jump in the pool. Yeah, we're gonna go jump in the pool. Um, I've already did it on here, but thank. Uh, I'm gonna sign off on the Barry Birchfield interview. Um, Bub crack kills. Pull up your pants. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I uh, want to thank you, give a special thank you to our sponsors. Uh, without you, none of this stuff would be possible. We love you guys. Also, and, JR, I, I just want to say good job, Popple Football, yeah. seven on seven. You know, I know it's just seven on seven, but we, they all the players did a good job and, and a lot of effort. It, it was solid. We got solid work done. Thank you uh, to all those players right now that are taking this season seriously and, and really focusing in on it and taking it serious. Because, hey, man, you don't get this but once in your life. That's right. And you've got to take advantage yeah. of it, make the most out of it. And I believe these boys know that, and I think they're going to take advantage of it this year. And I want to see a free safety absolutely level somebody this year. Let's do it. Yeah, well, Bub's Let's going get to back the pool. to the tradition. We love you guys. 
Thank you to our sponsors, Bruce Walters, Ford, Faith Pharmacy, uh, City Tire, and also First Guard Fence. We love you guys. I'll sign off on the Barry Birchfield interview. We love you. And at the end of the day, hail Pikeville. All righty, Panther fans. Do we have a special guest for you again? Of course. Three or four straight weeks of special guests. We're on a roll, man. We've got two special guests today, and it's awesome. We've got Barry Birchfield and the ghost of Dr. Don Bevel. That's right. (laughs) A true man of history over here. Well, Bub wrecked my introduction, but this man man has uh, helped coach. This man is a part of this program as any. His sons are state champions. This man, <laughs> there's not a lot Barry Birchfield has not done in his uh, in his life here. Uh, well, not only at Pikeville, but in other places too. But if you didn't guess by now, it's Mr. Barry Birchfield in the house. We finally got yeah. him. We finally got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're How trying you to get today? the ungettables. So that's yep. what, yeah, we tried to get Trey for the longest time, and we got and Virgil, and we got them last week. Now we got Barry. I think what it is, you know, these guys didn't trust us before. Now we're starting to get a little bit big, and they know it's going to further their careers. <laughs> hey, hey, true story. I'm, Shane Hensley and me went to that seven-on-seven. Seven. Yeah. We're pulling down in the middle of Richmond, right? Yeah. There's a car in front of us, and he goes, Doug. Look at that car. I look. There's a Hell Podcast sticker on the back of it. That's oh, awesome. Oh, dude. What? Yeah, well, we're getting somewhere. Well, Barry, how you doing today? Hey, <laughs> right, doing good. Doing good. Glad to be here. Uh, Glad to be with you guys. Well, well, we'll just be honest. Uh, we, we wanted to have Blake on the show, but Blake had other arrangements, so we're just going to sit here and make fun of him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> that should be easy to do. <laughs> well, speaking of Blake, how do you think he's doing this year, Barry, from what you saw uh, from him so far? Um. I, th- I think Blake's ready to have a good year. Um, he's worked really hard in the offseason. Um, tried to work a lot on his speed, get a little bit faster. Because um, last year, Blake was in a pretty good position, really, because nobody knew who was going to play tailback. Yeah. And uh, so I think he may have caught a lot of people by surprise early on. And uh, this year, I think, you know, he's, he's going to know that every Friday night, somebody's their purpose there is going to be to stop him offensively. Yeah. So, uh he has to be a little bit stronger, has to be a little bit faster, and he has to know that, you know, he's going to be depended on more and people are going to be out to stop him. So it, it changes your mindset, so you have to be ready to play. I hope he's ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, well, I, if, I'm sure he's ready. Listen, uh, if yeah, there's they, one thing about yeah. Blake Birchfield, we all know he does not have a lack of confidence to be ready. No. <laughs> well, it, it's not even that. Like, when them boys, I'll tell you, when them boys go out and play, you can see they got this glassed over look in their eye like that. Focus, you know, I, I respect that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's that's kind of the thing that I've seen on this year so far with all these kids is just every one of them is nobody's out there this time of year going, oh god, I got to practice. No. Everybody's looking forward to the next rep. Well, I think the one thing about this group of kids is they are used to winning, and uh, yeah. I don't think any of those kids are were happy with the way their season ended last year, and. Uh, I do believe they're going to play with a little more of a chip on their shoulder this year. And that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. That's their Everest. You know, I think the playoffs, that's how they're going to approach it. So but, where, I, yeah, you can see it in seven-on-seven seven yesterday, man. They, yeah. they It would have been easy to dog it yesterday because it was, it was hot, okay? Yeah. And you're playing seven-on-seven, seven, then you're sitting there an hour in the heat, you know, then you're playing another game, sitting there an hour or two, mm-hmm. then you're, you're playing another game. 
I mean, and they we'll talk about that seven on seven, but I'm telling you, they they, they got the eye of the tiger for sure. That's good, man. And, I, and I'm sure Isaac looked pretty good yesterday too. Definitely, we'll get him yeah. that. Okay, yeah, but <coughs> Barry, we brought you on this show because well, you and Bub have been. To, uh, I, I remember the first time I met you is we was on the field down there at uh, it was. You and Bub were getting into it down there in the field. Uh, it was second grade with Corbin or whatever. Did you throw a trash can in? You had to bring it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't that one. Oh. It wasn't that. No, no, no. Now, no. wait a minute. That, no, we keep that alone. No, no, no. I, I think with a lot of people at this point, if I get into it with you at football season, it's yeah. kind of like a rite of passage at five. <laughs> You know, and that's it's my fault. Yeah. I'm just I'm, he I'm, tried to run me off my first game as his I'm offensive coordinator. <laughs> well, no, 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 that wasn't the first time. It was just Bub was over there and he was yelling at Barry. He's like, "Hey, Barry, kick Corbin in the hind end. <laughs> Get him going." From what I've seen, your interactions with Heath, there's always BC and uh, before the conflict. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just that's just how he yeah. is, man. You know that's something it's, though, Jr. No, I, 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 Dude, I feel bad about no. that. I really do. Uh, I don't. I don't want to do that's that. That's one of the yeah. one of the cool things about the last couple of years in the high school season has been when uh, my boys, um, Blake's been at Pikeville um, every year he's been in school. Brody came in second grade, and I started helping with the little league in second grade. So I've what I've seen a full transformation from of growth from these last couple groups of kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, Man, it's been wonderful to watch. It's cool. I mean, oh, it really yeah. has. To yeah. see them when they were in second grade, and we knew they they were a really talented group. Yep. And I, I told Chris back then, I said, man, by about fourth grade, I said, I think this bunch could compete yeah. for one someday. You can kind of see it coming. And then, yeah. you know, we did add some pieces here and there, you know, with kids who moved here and, and uh, you know, Clay Tinsley coming back and Matt Compton came and, Boy, John Call it just came together, but it's been really good to see those kids develop and mature. And we didn't even have to do it. Yeah, Barry did lives. it for us. Yeah. The streak lives. Hey, we've mentioned John Collum at least once know, on the every show. We <laughs> he killed. He sacrificed the goat before that season when they won the state title. Uh, it's still buried out there in the backyard. Yeah. Hey, but, listen though, before we get started, there's a lot of people that might not know you're buried. You know, some of the parents and people that listen. Give a little background of your career, you know, football career, where you came from, what you done. Um, well, uh, actually, I, I attended John Trick High School and played football there through my junior year. Um, then I came to Pikeville my senior year. We had lost uh, a former alumni coached us at John Trick, a, a former Pikeville alumni, uh, Robert Hooker Phillips, who you have to have some, old, some old listeners to know, Legend, remember yeah. him, but he, he was something. Um, he left, and we were without a coach. And, and anyway, I came to pot one my senior year. Then I uh, went to college and got into education, started teaching and coaching at Pike Central, where I coached with uh, Chris on two different, two separate times. And I was there for about 16 years. And then I was the principal at Mullins Elementary. And um, when I when last time I left Pike well, or Pike Central after I quit coaching there, or was asked to quit coaching there, <laughs> I have realized I'm a lot smarter on the other side of the fence than I ever there was. He is. Inside there of he it. Is. Um, that's when Brody and Brody came over in second grade, and uh, I started helping with the young kids, and uh, I've really enjoyed that. So that's about uh, if you call that a career, but it's about what I've been doing. Well, from what I've seen, every year that Barry coached, we did good. Yeah, I mean, the second graders, I mean, yeah, we had a ton of talent, but, I mean, they responded to you so well. 
I mean, it's like you knew how to get the best out of them. And I'm telling you to this day, that black versus white championship game down there in second grade that was, was still war, man. that, that was, was a awesome. all out war. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever forgive Nate Brown. Because the year before, we we would have won it back-to-back, but Nate Brown comes screaming up from a safety position and tackled Tanner Hamilton at the one-inch line. (laughs) Oh, no. We were were, uh, – that was Corbin's first year of the year we won it, and it was the year after that. And, man, uh, it was kind of like this team was this year. That whole team wanted to get back to that championship and win it. Because it, it, they had the, the you remember it, Barry. I oh, mean, yeah, they, yeah. the coaches, the teams, the players, everybody had, you know, it was like a, something was haunting them, you know, all year. Like, well, oh, man, we were like, I, and I can imagine. I have seen a big change from from when I started in second grade with uh, with that group of kids. Um, that was Ben's first year, I think, here, um, who did a great job. But they really knew that they needed to do something with the Little League program. Yeah, because yeah. at that time, there, were, there just weren't as many kids playing. And mm-hmm. I think uh, you were starting to see the things we've seen at other schools happening at Pikeville. Yeah. And uh, the dark we, ages. We kind of switched up that uh, Little League a little bit. And since then, you've seen it at the Little League level, and especially the junior high level. Um, Matt Branham's done a phenomenal oh, job. Awesome there. job, yeah. Have you seen practice because, out there? They've got more kids than they they can run first and second team. It's amazing. I mean, you want your kids at that age to be excited about playing and realize what hard work is yeah. and learn fundamentals. And uh, if you learn how to block and tackle, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. then what kind of offense you run because plays are going to change as you get older. But uh, I think that's been a, a that's been one of the major reasons that you're seeing the success the high school program. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Not everybody, and, and I've always said this, it's hard to find a personality type to coach junior high, and Matt is one of the best I've ever seen well, do it. You have to be part cartoon. Yeah, a little bit. A little, <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, yeah. 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 you got to have a little Hanna-Barbera. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a touch of Hanna-Barbera. Hey. Uh, you know, Matt, you know, uh, uh, mentally Matt's on the same wavelength as most junior high kids, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's a perfect fit. Uh, well, that's uh, Bub and Matt have an ongoing feud. I don't I do know. Not have an on- Man, this is all going to be who's he fighting with? It? <laughs> yeah, and that's a good part of the show. Don't it keep it entertaining, Barry? It's on again, off again. It's yeah. ongoing. This is why I do the show. This is for the conflict. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about this, Barry. So you said you transferred Pikeville your uh, senior year, mm-hmm. right? How, from the Johns Creek way of life to the Pikeville way of life, how did it change for you? What was um, what was the differences? I'm going to be honest. Back then, I, I graduated in 84. Uh, I played two years for Coach uh, Phillips at Johns Creek, and uh, then I came. As far as how we practiced, there was no difference. Um, Coach Howard and Coach Phillips were very demanding. There was one way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was their way. Yeah, um, both of them came from similar backgrounds. Both of them were they were they were very close friends, um, really good friends. Um, there was a little more emphasis and importance placed on it, I think maybe at Pikeville from yeah. a from a school and community. Um, but for those two years, when I was well, I tell people I've been on both sides of it as a player, and I used to tell kids this at, at uh, Pike Central. You know, my my freshman year, we won one game. We uh, beat Virgie six to nothing in the opener, and proceeded to, <laughs> to lose nine in a row. So I know what it's like to be on a poor football team, and uh, and I know when what the next year we won twelve or we won ten my sophomore year, and then we won eight my junior year, and then we won twelve at Pikeville. 
So I've been on both sides of good football and bad football. And I think that's important. One of the things that football does for you, it's not always, doesn't always turn out the way you want it yeah. to. And, not always a bed of roses. But no, but really yeah. I was, uh, I was really shocked because when I came to fight, when I started practice and that kind of stuff, we had a great staff, um, Coach Mahan, Coach Trivet, Coach Alara, the great staff, but at John Street, we'd had a good staff and the practices were very similar. I mean, it was just like really just moving five, five miles the other direction. It's yeah. amazing to me though. That I didn't know you were just here a year because I'll tell you, growing up as a kid here and, and you know, I was around Matt Blair and JP and them and, and a lot of those guys that played uh, more in 87 mm-hmm. and 86 and stuff that kind of knew you that in the year you were here, you made a significant impression on people. You had a good year because mm-hmm. you got talked about way after you left. We had a, we had a really, a real good football team. I think uh, a couple of years prior to me being my, me coming over, um, pop went and advanced as far as they had, you know, during the shirt era, mm-hmm. And, uh, that was late seventies, early eighties, yeah, and yeah. then and then uh, so we actually beat Pike my junior year when I was at John's Creek, mm-hmm. um, and so then that next year when I came over, those kids they wanted to win. That was a really good group of seniors. Um, who were those guys? Who, who, um, a couple guys on that team. Paul Kimberlin, outstanding football player. His name's come uh, up before yeah. on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just big, strong, but but could run. Mm. You know. Um, Jimmy Colley played up front. Russell Reed played game. up front. Um, Chris Canada. There were uh, Dean Scott. There were uh, yeah. his wife now teaches down at the high school. We were really, really, we were big up front, but we also had uh, a really strong backfield because back then everybody had to play within four yards of the quarterback. It was a rule, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we were always wow. in two tights usually and yeah. wishbone. And, That's a tight wishbone, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You couldn't really <laughs> cheat on that one. Uh, but uh, Danny Pasadomo was a real, real good back. Yeah. Um, we had we had there's a real, real good football team. Lauren Del Rochelle was on that team. With, um, you may have heard my name more of what I did off the field, maybe from Station Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Station Alpha. <Alpine. laughs> That's a great place. Um, but uh, – <laughs> no. But I was real fortunate to play with some really, really good players and with some real, real good coaches. Well, um, so did you get to see like the the '87 class? You know, did you you came up with them? Did you see that they were going to be special from when they were that age? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You could tell, you know, um, we, because we they were always you know practicing close, you know, near mm-hmm. nearby us, and uh, you could tell they were a special group of kids, especially when you saw them play a couple of times. And even then, that group, <clears throat> that group didn't play your, just your Pike County teams. They were already, yeah, playing people from away from here. And and I think that's super important. Yeah, is uh, those kids were never going to be intimidated by the name on the front of the jersey somewhere because they had already played people from, from Central Kentucky, Southeast Kentucky. Right. I think you knew they were going to be really good. That was like fast forward to Brody's senior year. By them, by the time them boys were seniors, Barry. You weren't going to throw anything at them boys. No, they hadn't already no, no. no, no. I think a fifth grade, uh, the county had gone to a fifth, sixth grade team back then, yeah. and we had about 18 or 19 fifth graders. And I talked with Chris and uh, with Kevin McNeil, and I said, guys, we put all these kids together with the kids we have in sixth grade. A lot of these kids aren't going to get a play. And at that time, you were getting six-minute quarters. Yeah. And you're running a football. It's hard to get everybody in a game. And yeah, I said, sure is. I yeah. said, if the parents don't care – I'll take these fifth graders, me and Shane, me and Shane Hensley, what me, Shane did much more of it than I did, but me and Shane took them and um, 
we played a sixth grade schedule with those fifth graders and we about 500, um, lost some games, but we went and played Lexington Christian that year. We went ahead and we were playing in Hazard. We were going ahead and playing Johnson Central or the Johnson County schools. Yeah. And we were taking some lumps, but I, I remember when all that was going I on because uh, I was coaching, me and JR was coaching third and fourth grade ball at that time. Uh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. You could tell, you know, me and Bub was just sitting over there on the sideline watching you boys practice, and I was like, man, they are going to be special. It, there's just no ifs, ands, buts. It's like, it's like watching a bunch of baby thoroughbreds, you know. Yeah. You, you and Shane. Yeah, and I'll tell you what is unique about that group, and it's because I know most of those kids since they were little. There were never any clicks in that group. Yeah. You, know, no. you, you wouldn't see two or three of them together exactly. all the time. You would see – all of them. of them, yeah, yeah, you know, and it didn't really matter who got paired off with who. Just three of them. They were they were a really close knit group, but yeah. I think that comes from playing together so much yeah. in multiple. Sports. And for a team so uber talented, there wasn't any egos. No, you know, no. Jackson Hensley wasn't out there. So, and you know, there's a bunch of boys on that team that would be a little bit oh, uh, justified having some egos, have, but they yeah, didn't have yeah, it. You know, yeah. you didn't see Jackson Hensley over saying, "I got to get my touches." You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, let's go win this game. Yeah. You know, that, and you, that's that's what made him special. You look at um, junior year, like Seth Pugh. Mm-hmm. You had um, Jackson, and you also had uh, uh, shoot, what's his name? Shoot, his name's eluding me right now. A uh, kid that went to center to play ball. Oh, with, Cody, Cody? No, not Cody. Oh, Christian Builder. Christian Builder. Mm-hmm. And co- they were getting the majority of the catches. Yeah. And Seth wasn't getting a whole lot, but did you hear Seth complain? No, did you no. hear anything? Also, from that one kid? of the greatest offensive wide receiver blockers uh, yeah, I have no ever question. seen. Yeah, no question. Yeah. The dude could no block. Question. Absolutely. Um, that's one thing I've always said. When when you saw that group of kids celebrate, yeah, they were really celebrating with each other. Yeah, it, they they really were genuinely mm-hmm. happy when something good happened to a teammate. It really reminded me of the the year what we won it in two thousand fifteen. That group, that was a good group. And yep. you could tell they were all friends. And I remember when your boys, you know, when all them were freshmen, I remember I looked at Coach Wayne, I was like, man, that really, they remind me of that group. Yep. Just their personalities and how they yep. interacted and stuff. You could tell they were going to be good and, and special. Yeah. I mean, when you put those two group of kids on the 15 team together, yeah. the 15-16 the group, they were as good as anybody. And yeah. I knew from this, the, the 19 group, you know, I, me and Bub said it. We were going to be great, but when we heard that they had a kid uh, uh, shoot, that was coming in here. Tinsley. Tinsley coming in here. Names are eluding me today. Yeah. When he came in here, I was like, boys, that's just the icing on the cake. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's yeah. cherry on top of and the cake. And it was a good group. How do you stop yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a perfect example of those kids. Yeah. you got a kid coming in here who. After they saw Clay a couple of times, you knew he was a talented kid. Yeah. You could have some people say, hey, we're, yeah. we're good already. With it. But, no, they welcomed him because they knew he could help our football team. And and, uh, and to Clay's credit, he stepped Clay's right in. And to Clay's credit, he's yeah. like he'd been here since yeah. day one. Like, I mean, like a, like a gloves, mm-hmm. and it was seamless. Yeah. But speaking of those kids, you know, your boy uh, was part of one of the best linebacking cores I've ever seen in my life. If you show me a better one, I'll, I'd be shocked. Yeah, top, I, to, top to bottom, it would be hard. You'd be hard-pressed to find a, a better one in the history. And they were together. all specifically good yeah. at something. Yeah. yeah. They all had – they brought – each one of them brought something to the table that was a little different and unique from the other three. It was yeah. interesting. Well, so that's what's so good about those kids is 
when it was time for you to take on a blocker and someone else to make a tackle, they all took on a blocker. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, they did you know, if you look at those four kids, they they were close to a hundred tackles each, I'm sure their junior and senior year. I know their senior year they were. Um, but it wasn't about who got the tackle. It was about who did their job so the the tackle was made. Yeah. And, and that, that well, that group was um they could all run, they were yeah. all physical, and they were all pretty heady football players. You didn't have a lot of mental errors out of them. And, right. Um, well, after the first five or six games of that sophomore year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they got to play, and that's another cool thing. And I've noticed, you know, I, I, I think Sully likes that, is, you know, he'll bunch a linebacker core together mm-hmm. early. And, you know, Keep you go together. through battles like that yeah. for a couple years, you end up with, with a good football IQ. Mm-hmm. Oh, at yeah. the linebacker position. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that's something interesting. Yeah, yeah, he does a great job, too, of giving them base stuff. Yeah. And then with that group, by the, they just keep adding then, you know. and by, We were in so many different coverages, so many different fronts. We are able to stunt so much those last couple of years that that group was together. It was really hard. It was really hard to set your offense to block them because you yeah. didn't know where they were going to come from. Yeah. And, you know, the thing, the, the special thing about Brody is, is that, if I'm correct, in eighth grade, he played safety. Am I correct on um, that? He played a little bit of, like, hybrid. Yeah, it depended on who he played. But, yeah, he would walk up in there. And uh, he also played a lot of offense for us in eighth grade. And and um, not because he's my son, but Brody's a, he was always a team guy. Yeah. And, you know, his sophomore year, he had a few catches. And, of course, he kind of – he figured it out himself that for us to be really, really good, I'm going to be probably on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. most of the time. And uh, yeah, it's funny you say that because yesterday, being around the seven on seven, I heard Coach Mack three or four times say, "What can I do for my team?" Mm-hmm. You know, and as a player, I really think if we have more of that on a team, mm-hmm. hey man, what can I do yeah. to make well, this team better? You know, you can you you can say, "I, I think I'm going to play more. I want to play that. I, I want to yeah. play offense some. I want to play offense." Or you can go over there and be the best outside linebacker yeah. that, that you can be, and uh, and people remember that. Yeah, you know. And, you know, the thing about Brody is, is that he wasn't the biggest. He wasn't the biggest, but that gone, he'd lay every time that someone would come to his side. He's always making that play for his team. And he wasn't going to lay the, you know, he did lay some big hits. But some of the times, I mean, you'd see him grabbing ankles. I mean, you'd, mm-hmm. he'd do anything to help them win the and game, and that was what, important. That's what it takes. Also, yeah. probably, when that team comes to mind, do you know he's the first person I think of? because of one play and it was the first play from scrimmage oh, in yeah. that state championship game i was standing in the sky box eating and me and allison yeah. were sitting there and i that i watched it happen and i literally almost choked on food and i was like this game's over right now I, that's what i told jr i said this game is over <laughs> yeah. well i don't so, that's a tough play to think of because you gotta get emotional i mean yeah yeah I know. yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean i got emotional boys, as a dad you know, you just want to see your kid out there competing. And yeah. then you want to see your kid have a chance every Friday night yeah. to be successful. Yeah. yeah. And then to think that what started with, you know, in yeah. second grade, riding back and forth, practice, and, and you look at all those years you spent together and then for them to actually score in a state championship game yeah. and to do it from a defensive side. Yeah. From the first play. On the first uh, play. Yeah. Barry, Barry, you might appreciate this, but I think Brody was – and I'm glad we just for this, you know, I'm glad you're on the show, Barry, because we hadn't really had a chance to talk about Brody a lot, but and I'm I'm glad we're able to do it now. Brody was you Barry will appreciate this. Brody was the Jack Ham to John Collins, Jack Lambert. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, you know, Barry's an old school Steelers fan, just oh, like yeah. me and you are. So, you know, uh, uh, Brody, uh, Colin was the, the destroyer, the, you know, big tough guy, you know. And then you've got the, the quiet kid, Brody, out there, who's the silent mm-hmm. assassin who's just going to make plays all over the place. Yeah. And it, it, it was awesome to watch. Well, but, you know, we used to, a lot of times we'd watch game film sometimes, me and Brody, and, and you would see John knife through backfield to make a, a, you know, a loss of six. Yeah. And we'd talk about, it, you know, how important that is. And then maybe three or four plays later, we would see down blocks from a guard and a tackle, and Brody would step and take on a pulling guard and get underneath him. And then Caden Cottle would scrape inside and make a play. And I said, Brody, you, what a lot of people don't understand is the play you made there is just as important to your football team because it kept the football inside and we were able to make a play. And that, that doesn't just go over Brody, but that's what Coach Sullivan's done the last few years with team defense. Yeah, I mean, that's how you, you play it. Say that. It's you know, team defense. It's team defense. You, you have gap responsibility. Yeah. And then you do have those John Columns who, when gap responsibility breaks down, it's always good, and that team had it, that you got everybody running like a crazy man to make up for somebody if they did make a mistake. Yeah. All 11 to the football. Yeah. They were that definitely way. a swarming defense, but yeah. a lot of people might not know this. I mean, a lot of people do know John and your son. But I'll tell you, you know, I, I kind of got to know him later, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in high school, kind of when we started doing this show. And I'll tell you, you, for what they do on the football field, their personalities don't mirror that. No, you know, no. you get those two. That, no. They are some, I mean, they're just very polite, oh, quiet. quiet and oh, just, yeah. Very you know, really good dudes. That's what Coach Davis used to call Brody, the silent assassin. <laughs> yeah. And I say, yeah, it's just, that's his personality to you, you know. That well, I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. It is. Yeah, it really is. And I got to ask this. So we all saw the video before of you and Shane Hensley doing the motorcycle up in the stands. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, and it's we sick. saw the tears flowing from you guys. And which I'm not doing that to make fun of nobody because right. I would have been doing no. the same hey, the, thing. The only reason I hang around with Shane Hensley is because he'll crack. Quite quicker than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always cried in the national anthem, but he cries when he announced the national anthem. <laughs> no, hey, the night we won state and we got back into Pikeville, and we took Corbin to Mellow Mushroom after the game day because that's where he, he wanted to go eat pizza. So we was trying to hustle back to get back in time. Got him up there underneath the, the red lights there at the college. And Shane grabbed me and he's like, He's like, hey, you went on these voices over little and you helped them coach. And I'm I say, Shane, I love you, man. You know, it was, yeah. it was, it was a very emotional experience. Yeah. This show won't be yeah. full circle until we can get at a table at the hotel and have every single fan come on it. It'll be awesome. I can't wait to right. get back. Well, just because I'm going to talk some trash about Blake since he didn't come on here. Yeah, Blake goes. All right, Barry. You're back in your 1984 senior year. Blake is at his <laughs> finest this year. It's a it's a, a blood alley drill going one on one. Who's it. coming out victorious and who's going home? Oh, he'd have to go ask Ronnie or uh, Snap for another mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but this probably won't surprise you at all. But Blake asks me that all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, he always and you know Blake played some outside linebacker. You know, when it starts at safety, but. Rolls up in there at outside linebacker. And he's he always, made some critical tackles last year. Oh, outside yeah. linebacker. He's always been quick to remind me that you played safety. <laughs> As if it's a bad thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. Well, well, uh, no story here. Barry was coaching Corbin when he was in second grade. And he came walking up. Barry's walking up to me. He's laughing 
20 foot away from me as he's walking towards me. I said, well, Corbin's done something. Comes up to me and he says, Corbin started at nose guard that year. And he, Barry comes up and says, says, Heath, I don't know what I'm going to do with that boy of yours. I said, why? He said, because I told him, said, we had some boys get sick or something like that, and he was going to have to play offense. And said, Corbin just looked at him and said, I don't play offense. I play defense. <laughs> I don't do offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, see, Lyman can be divas, too. What are you talking well, about? I, 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 raised, I raised him well. Listen, from the time he was in second grade, Bub's like, he's going to be a nose guard. He's my son. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, I played a little bit of nose guard, so I'll help him. And <laughs> he usually took over from there. And then <laughs> yeah. Corbin just looked at me. He's like, I don't want to do none of this stuff like blocking. I just want to tackle people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to coach your own, isn't it? Yes, I it mean, is. I coached Brody baseball, basketball, football, second grade, till he realized – Maybe basketball wasn't in the cards. And uh, then when they got in about seventh grade, I backed away because it's time for them to hear yeah. from someone else yeah. usually. Yeah. But, Barry, but I, I can't think, speak for you, but I, I can't tell you how many times I nearly wound up divorced when I was there. Oh, there. yeah. Well, mine especially was I quit coaching Blake when he was about third grade because it became a deal yeah. where me and him would go home, both of us mad yeah. every night. And I'm yeah. like, well, one of us could be mad. I mean, that's yeah. all right. But. Yeah, it just wasn't good. It it's wasn't hard. Good it's hard, and you you almost yeah. as a coach have to be harder on yeah, your own. You are. You have yeah. to almost. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. In, I don't. I think every yeah. coach and Blake's personality. Hard. He would he would he would take hard coaching from anyone, but he he yeah. thought it'd be a good time to talk back to me about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I would man. become ten years old at the same time. Oh, so yeah, you had man. two ten year olds out there hollering. Yeah, <laughs> I've been well, there. Well, yeah. you know, we've there. got a lot. We've talked a lot about the history. Uh, but what about this year? What What's your forecast? What are you looking for? What do you think about this year's squad? Um, I'm really excited. I really am. I, I think these kids are, will be focused. Um, I didn't like the way last year ended, and I know they didn't either, but I think that will be a motivating factor. You know, you look back to the last state champions we had, was they won a ton of football games from fifth grade on, but they've been beat – in a lot of championship environment, they'd won some championships, but they'd been they'd been beating some big games too. Yeah, yeah. you know they had a terrible loss by two points in eighth grade state championship. Uh, their sophomore year um, ends on a last second field, field goal, goal at yeah, racing in the state semifinals. The next year they get beaten a heartbreaker to Beechwood and Jackson's hurt. Half you know, know half the um, game too. So the. I think last year may have uh, been a, a good foundation for this group of kids because this group of kids, boys, a couple of them have played on that 19 team, a couple of them. Uh-huh. But uh, I think they want to leave their own mark. Uh, yeah. And I think they know that uh, they paid some dues and they've worked hard in the weight room um, this year. And I, I, Harder I, than anything. I've, yeah, I'm telling really you, they live there. Yeah, well, if you look at them down there after practice, the first thing you notice is we're bigger than we were last year. Yeah. That's not just Lyman, but oh, that's yeah. – you look at our DBs; they're all thicker. Um, so far, I've seen a lot of good energy out of them. All a lot of people time. working hard. Yeah, the, I, you know, the coaches I, have all talked about that on Twitter, and I've seen it myself. So, and with that schedule, we may lose a game or two. But uh, as we said off air beforehand, uh, you, I'd love to go fifteen and zero and be state champs. But the ultimate prize is that state championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, as long as we get better every week and we keep the egos aside, and 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 these kids are going to get better too. Because a lot of these kids played last year but they'll get better each week this year yeah. they're, they're going to continue to develop i think right. i think we're going to be really really good 
when the cold weather hits. A lot of those kids last year, though, and I, I noticed this, uh, and it's something I like this year. Uh, last year, we mixed around and mixed and matched a lot of players, mm-hmm. especially on defense mm-hmm. and some on offense, but I, even on seven-on-seven. Seven, mm-hmm. I've noticed they're starting to really narrow down and mm-hmm. letting these guys get comfortable in oh, a yeah. position. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm, I'm as excited about our run game this yeah. year as I am about Isaac McNamee. Oh, yeah. Because I've said it on this show, not on, your boy is amazing, but you've got – so many guys behind him that can run the ball and do different things yeah, too. Yeah. I think we got five or six kids on this team right now that can get fifteen hundred yards. Yes, yeah, they can run the football, and and you know that's that, that's all attributed to as good as you are in the backfield. That to me, and this is just the way I was raised, I guess, with Hooker Phillips and Hillard Howard. Was it all starts up front? Absolutely. Yeah, Doug. Um, <laughs> well, a Hooker used to call them silk pants. All the silk pants in the back of the wristbands. You know, um, they I go like that. I'm going to use that. Silk pants, yeah. yeah. He said that's why they started making silk pants. They steal people. <laughs> um, always before you wore those old cotton things. Yeah. <laughs> I hated them. Um, but really, up front, if you look back to the 19 team, boys, and you talk about some of the kids that were playing up front, um, we were as good as anybody we oh, played. Time. Yeah, that um, was one of the most fundamentally sound groups up front. And I've this year, watched. I think if you look at not just Class A, but if you look across the state of Kentucky, we're going to be big up front. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to be able to move in a lot of positions, and I, I really think that uh, that I think that'll be the strength of our team. And deep up front. Too. Yeah, we yeah. were. Hopefully, we'll be able to play a lot of people offensively and defensively, and get some rest. Yeah. Defensively, I think that's going to be something we lean on, especially at the first part of the year till we get our offense, you know, kind of like it is all every single year. Every year. You lean on defense. But, you know, I think that this team really has a chance to do something special. And I've said it before, uh, you know, and I don't want them to get the big head. Who's standing in their way? Who's really standing in their way? A team that returns just about everybody from the year before. You know, and they've got to have that mindset, though, that they've got that red X on their back, and everybody's going to be gunning for them. You're everybody's Super Bowl. Man. Everybody's Super Bowl. You now, at Maroon Jersey, you're everybody's Super Bowl. And, you know, you've got to be, like Bub says, you got to be the hunter. you got to go out there hunting that state championship. And I believe this team has that capability of doing that. But, you know, Barry – we know we get we get, you got to get out of here, so we're gonna let you go. Yeah, the, he's got his mayoral duties, and Barry's uh, the mayor of Zebulon. Yeah. Like yeah, we have a we have a regularly scheduled meeting at Thompson Hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not it's not an elected position; it's an appointed position. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so he's got to go over there, and his duties are mostly ceremonial. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we gotta let Barry go, yeah, Barry. Man, yeah, we appreciate yeah. you coming on. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you so much coming on, Barry. Well, guys, I appreciate it, and uh, hope we will be back on uh, maybe second week of December. I want, nice. some, <laughs> I want some more Barry versus Blake's uh, trash talk. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna get we you both on here to, at the same time. We might need to give yeah. get him in, yeah. on a few of the pregames, yeah. you know, episodes yeah. or post game. You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just get. I mean, if there's anybody that knows anything about this group, it's yeah. Barry. So he brings we got, a lot to the mic. Now, if you, yeah. Me and Blake together, just make sure Ronnie or Greg <laughs> have those mouthpieces ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my head across the ball. Uh, <laughs> I love it. And hey. we'll come see you in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Barry. And we'll, we'll let you go. We appreciate you being here. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thank no hey. All right. That's Barry Birchfield. And uh, we're going to call it a quits today. Uh, thank you for listening to the Hell Podcast. Uh, you can catch it tonight on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. 
on my Facebook, on Doug's Facebook, Allison Doug Powers, and my brother's Facebook. And you can also uh, catch it. Uh, you can just subscribe onto the Apple Podcast. And it'll yeah, come, that yeah. podcast button on your iPhone, guys, that purple button. Yeah. If you just hit that and, and type in hell, it'll H A I L. It'll take you right and to it. It'll say our whenever a new episode downloads, it'll show yeah. up on your phone to see your notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just do that and hey, give us some comments. Let us know how we suck. Let us know how we're doing good. Let us know how we're doing. You know, whether it's good or bad, we'll argue with you. We'll thank you, whatever you want. And thank you to the fans. We love you to death. And at the end of the day, hail Pikeville.